When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, let's go, stinking genius. Let's go. Let's go, New York Knicks. Let's go. I figured you'd be fired up. Let's go. That. Championship this year. Okay, now there's, we've had this conversation before. Championship. There's there's a middle ground here. You, you no don't middle ground. from zero to 100. Let's do it. Be be happy that they're better. You, you don't have to go from suck to... to to championship. But, it's been you know, a gazillion you you. years playing since my Knicks have been good. A gazillion years. Well, I mean, uh, not to be literal guy here, but it's it's has been a gazillion, aren't Close it? to it. Close but it's to been it. a minute. It's been yeah. a minute. Uh, yeah. Hey, I got a bone to pick with you. Oh, I'm, I'm very angry at you. Okay. But first, I want to remind you that we're broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 1-888-FARMERS to switch. And you, that's right, you could save big on your auto insurance. It's really the best thing you can do with your phone in a few minutes. Just call 888-FARMERS and start saving today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. So, uh, Bobo, uh, running the show tonight, Lead Lap, our producer, Steve Desig on updates. Damn. I was filling in yesterday for yeah. the fellas, right? And I was right. filling in for... Anthony Gargano, and you know me, you know me, I, I, I tend to maybe find myself rooting a little bit for a certain team in Vegas. So I was uber excited to get to hang out with one Lincoln Kennedy. And unfortunately, Lincoln had a, a, a few issues, I would assume. Is that the fair way to put it, Arnie? Maybe some tech problems? I don't know. Right. And he was unable to join me during the show. So I had four hours rolling solo, and I got the, hey, look at you. Doing a show. Big shot. Yeah, right? 
not an offer to come on and hang. No, just, I didn't. Just, I didn't offer. No, not at all. She's like, okay, well, hey, you do, you, you have fun with that, and I'll see yeah. you later. I'm gonna I go. Think I went back day. to bed. Is what I right. did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course you probably would have just wanted to talk about the knicks all day long so that would have kind of ruined things but hey did i did on. i send you did you see that story i said you do we have another quarterback that could be on the move no okay I, i've got to pace myself no let's you know, get it no, all into I, it. I have to we have a three-hour show and let's just we, we break down the fourth wall here we're full disclosure we're no bs all i want to talk about is the nfl i mean that's it I'm wow. so I, I I can't get up for the NBA yet, and because it's just I mean last week at this time everyone's telling me how the Lakers suck and it's all Utah and they're done without Anthony Davis and I mean it's just I, I'm old enough to remember that it's just so knee jerky it's like damn people can we wait till after the All Star break until we act like this baseball's in spring training so I can't get juiced about that yet college basketball is. Well, I mean, we're waiting to play in a bubble for March Madness. And really, I mean, you guys really want to act like Duke's not going to get into the NCAA tournament. I mean, we're really going to try to act like that's a big story. They're getting in. So I, it's like all these other things that I'm supposed to be focused on right now, Arnie. I can't get away from this nonstop, constantly evolving, ever-changing landscape escape of quarterback movement that's been the National Football League offseason. Dude, it's, you're right. Now you have the story out of Baltimore tonight Ugh. where you hear the Ravens and Lamar Jackson are far apart. On, not even close. Not, not even, even close. I wouldn't give him whatever, whatever he's asking. Forget about it. I'm not giving it to him. No, it's not. He's, no. he's not. I don't want to say he's not worth it. He's a perfect fit for what they're trying to do in Baltimore. If you bring in Lamar Jackson, Arnie, anywhere else, you're committing to doing things differently offensively. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it hasn't ended in a championship yet for Baltimore. Maybe it will in time. But I think, I mean, that's the latest piece. That's the latest domino that has tumbled. I mean, we we don't even know how far along that is in the potential. Baltimore saving, hey, we might want to go in a different direction. If Dak Prescott's asking for like $40 million a year, what's Lamar Jackson going to ask for? He was an MVP. How much do you think he was? If I'm him, I'm like, hey, whatever Dak gets, give me a little bit more. Won an MVP. He's going to the playoffs every year as a starter. It's it's a pretty nice negotiating point to yeah. to kind of come from. But, Arnie, I can't get enough of this. Now you throw this story, and, and we'll go in depth on this coming up here in just a bit. The Russell Wilson story continues to grow legs, Oof. it seems like, at Oof. every single minute, at every single turn. And then, lo and behold, since it is you know sports radio show, we're contractually obligated to mention Deshaun Watson. Yeah, at least well, he's once. done. It's over for him. It's done so for him. But but here's the thing for me. I yeah. I, I hear you saying that, and I'm sorry. Yeah. You can't guarantee anything, Arnie. Yeah, yeah, I can. But, I can. Okay. Oh, okay. But you, you also guaranteed me that. Let's see. Do I need to go down the laundry list of guarantees? It's here? over for him. He's not. I have a better chance of playing for the Texans before he does. My point is, yeah. There's so much that seems to be going on that that gets lost in the shuffle a little bit. And then out of nowhere, you have someone that's like, wait wait a minute, Deshaun still might be available, and yet here you have the Texans that are trying to at every turn say, we're not taking your calls, we're not taking their calls. And then when you saw what John McClain reported, that they might want in return for Deshaun Jackson, I don't even know if I would make that call, to be honest with you. But, I mean, it, it, are, are we... Deshaun Are we Watson, taking that? Ne- way, yeah. Who did I say? Who did I Deshaun say? Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> you mean you don't want the wide receiver that's going to be a free agent for the Philadelphia Eagles? You sure you don't want to give up five first round picks for him? Uh, no, no. Yeah, thank you. And, and my point is, I mean, I don't know. Are, are we 
Are we getting too in deep here? Uh, are, are we getting too over the top? And this is just going to end up being a lot of people that are able to come to the table and, and get over hurt feelers or – or are we, in other words, has the Carson Wentz and Matt Stafford trades, are those our, our pinnacle or Arnie, are we just starting to climb the mountain in madness for quarterback moves? No, we're just starting to climb the mountain. But my question really is this. Um, why now? Why all these quarterbacks think that the grass is always greener? I mean, can you imagine Russell Wilson, uh, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, just take those four quarterbacks and mix them up and put them on the same teams, put Russell Wilson on uh, on Dallas, put uh, Deshaun Watson, I don't know, on Miami, put that, put Dak somewhere, um, put Lamar Jackson, I don't know, maybe he goes to the Texans. I don't know, is somebody's bad place, another one person's trash is another person's treasure? I, I mean, you're just kind of interchanging quarterbacks here at this point it seems that way right it seems that way but I just I've now kind of sold myself on every single one of these moves that could potentially take place and every single time I do I kind of stop and I think come on is Seattle really going to let Russell Wilson get away is it Seattle that might be pushing to get him out of here? Chris, you know? LeBron, LeBron's changed teams. Tom Brady's changed teams. Um, I, I mean, Michael Jordan's changed teams. The best in the world is uh, Wayne Gretzky's changed teams. I mean, if those guys could change teams, you certainly could. Russell Wilson could certainly change sure. teams. Oh, I mean, I understand that. Yeah. I get it. But quarterbacks don't usually move teams in their prime, right? Those are the old days. Is it? It is. I mean... We've already got three. What three? Is it three or four change teams already? Right, but I mean, I mean, in all fairness, Stafford's not necessarily winning championships and moving on. He's the number I mean, two favorite right now to go to the Super Bowl out of the NFC, according to what Vegas? Who? Why would you buy into odds before free agency has even started? <laughs> well, we don't, the show's we don't today, know what any team's going to look like. We don't know. It's dumb. It's the dumbest. It's dumber than power rankings. It's dumber <laughs> than win probability. If you're gambling on that now and you're not a soothsayer, you're a moron. But wow. with that said, Arnie, with yeah. that said, I mean, Jared Goff got dealt. I guess that's the closest thing you could say, right, to a guy in his prime. Uh, Carson Wentz just came off a couple atrocious seasons. I mean, you can you can tell me that, oh, but Joe Montana got dealt. Yeah, Joe Montana played, what, two more years after he left? Tom Brady is, he's the, he's the anomaly in all of this. These types of movements don't typically happen in the NFL at the quarterback position. It's but, yeah, they're gonna, they're, but it's going to happen this year because I believe Sam Darnold's going to be on the move. There's no way that Las Vegas is going to keep Mariota. I, I just don't see that happening. I'm, well, I'm shocked. Starter. Who cares? I'm, oh, I'm just saying I'm shocked that the, the 49ers said they were going to keep uh, Jimmy G. I, I, I still think I've got questions about that. I thought for sure he was going to find his way to, to the Patriots. And by the way, who is going to play quarterback for the Patriots? It, oh, and by the way, you must have geeked out when you saw what is it? Is it Charlie Casserly's um, uh, uh, draft uh, mock? draft where he had Justin Fields at number 25. I'm like, oh, well, Pike's going to love this, huh? Charlie Casserly, bless his heart. <laughs> I don't know if he's been right on anything uh, in, in, in quite a while. So I congratulations for clicking on that because I've kind of, you know, Charlie Casserly was also the guy that said Kyler Murray was basically a moron. And yes, that yes, so far. yes, yes. But no, no let, let's let's yes. go piece by piece here. Okay, I just I jammed everything into that first segment. No, yes, no, no. And, and I think that's fair. Matt Verderam is going to join us coming yeah. up next, and and we're going to pose all that to him. And we do have a busy show tonight beyond just some of this NFL conversation. And Todd Furman is going to hang out in hour number two, and we'll have buy or sell return in hour three. Arnie's picks. 
as well. But let, which where, which where do you want to start? Which well, I, was, I just I just wanted to, I was going to say this to you, you know, because you talked about Russell Wilson, you talked about Deshaun Watson, you talked about Dak, you right. talked about Lamar Jackson. Just so you would know, out of those four quarterbacks, uh, uh, Lamar Jackson would be fourth on my list of quarterbacks I would want out of those four. Well, who's number one then? Because I know you don't like Deshaun Watson. I know it would probably be Russell Wilson, and then I would go with Deshaun Watson. I'd probably go with Dak third. I, I hate going with quarterbacks that don't know how to throw the ball very well, so that's why I go with Lamar Jackson at number four. You know, it's kind of a it's kind of like taking a kicker who's not good at kicking. You know, I just I kind of frown upon that. All right, well then let's start with your fourth pick here, real yeah. quick, because this report is coming from the Boston Globe's Ben Volan, who's been pretty good. He's been pretty he's been very good, Ben Volan. Yeah, he's saying that the Ravens and Jackson are far apart in extension talks or extension talks, and. They've been struggling to find common ground in the conversations on a new contract. What does that mean? Ah, Baltimore is looking to fix the offense this offseason. That's been challenged because of the Orlando Brown saga. Remember, they've allowed him to go out and look for a trade for their Pro Bowl right tackle who wants to be a left tackle. And now, now you wonder, are they going to be able to get in a position to where they can extend Lamar Jackson and do it, Arnie, without breaking the bank and their salary cap. No, but no the, impossible. Yeah. But the way it, it is, but the way you're talking, it would make me feel like you're like, ah, oh, just forget about it. Let him play one more year and put him on the on the franchise tag yes. if you want, or, or move on. Yeah. That's the way well, you're, you're making well, it sound, Lamar well, Jackson. Well, let me ask you this: If you're Lamar Jackson, how much are you going to ask for a year, uh, uh, Chris? I'll ask you right now: How much if Dak Prescott, let's say, gets thirty-seven and a half million dollars a year with the franchise tag, or he's going to get forty million on a new contract? Let's just say thirty-seven and a half. How much are you asking for if you're a young quarterback with MVP of the league? Did okay in, in the playoffs so far, though you were one and done one year. How much are you asking for? Well, I'm a dope. I want to get paid like crazy. I'm not going to give a team discount. Give me that Mahomes money, baby. Well, uh, well thank you. Send us a postcard where you land up as you're not getting it from us. Then, then what do you do in Baltimore? I can't, I can't give Lamar Jackson $40 million or $45 million a year. You're going to destroy my team. Chris, I know you don't believe in the salary cap, but it this comes exist. up every year. We say you can't give the quarterback this much. You can't give the quarterback this much. We got to, we got to figure out, we got to maybe move the salary cap around a little bit. Otherwise, every year we're going to say the, the quarterback is destroying every team. I, I can't do this every year. Well, uh, do you complain about the fact that next season, uh, Next season, Patrick Mahomes is a $24 million cap hit, and it goes up to 31 the following season, 42. Uh, eventually, at one point, and I think, let me see, I got it pulled up. In 2030, he's a $50 million yeah. cap we, hit. I we mean, need to have a salary cap without the quarterback. The quarterback's got to be a, a special exemption from the rest of the team. That's It's got to work something like that. Otherwise, we're going to have these problems every year. How do you think that would go over in the locker room? Do you think that would be something that the rest of the team would just embrace? I mean, it yes, tore because, Seattle apart. Because what I think, the, where, are you kidding me? I think the rest of the team would love that. Now that you've got the quarterback that's not going to count against the cap, it's like zero dollars. That's more dollars for everybody else out there to, to say, hey, we want our share now. But then are you going to cap what you can pay quarterbacks? Or well, you, gotta, you, gotta, you can't pay him to the moon. You know, trees don't grow all the way to the sky there, my friend. It stops somewhere. Well, I mean, has it on coaches? I mean, you can pay a coach whatever you want. So yeah, if, you're you, gonna, if you're telling me, if you're fixed for this stinking yeah. genius Arnie Spanier, yes, is that you're going to have a salary cap for 
uh, what's it, a 53-man roster. Right. Uh, you're going to have a 52-person salary cap and then a one for the quarterback? Yes, that's Aren't exactly. Your backup? So w- what do you cap it at then? Well, you, what's you, your number? What's, well, what's your I, per year number that you would cap it for a quarterback? I, I don't let me call my accountant. I'll get back to you tomorrow. I mean, I don't know what, where, you, where you put the cap on that. I'd have to figure that out. Yeah, I'm not the money guy here in the family here. Well, my point is yeah. everyone is probably going to be paying that same amount of money for a quarterback. There's, there's only a handful, uh, a handful of guys that actually gave a hometown discount. One of them was Brady in New England and how yeah. that would work out. Then he got all – uh, according to people that you talk to, got mad and they saw what Belichick made. So, I, I mean, I just I don't think these hometown discounts are things that truly really exist anymore for quarterbacks because they want to get paid. So, are you going to put that where a starting quarterback can make forty mil a year? And you're telling me that these owners who like to make money but aren't big spenders are suddenly just going to keep the cap the same for the rest of the team? Well, you can, so. I guess, lower it a little bit for the rest of the team, but just don't go ahead and hams. I mean, Chris, how many times do we say wait till Russell Wilson makes the big money that that's why Seattle's not winning wait till Mahomes makes the big money it's going to hamstring the team Patriots only win because Tom Brady took the hometown discount I mean th- this is all stuff we repeat every year there's not something I'm making up if it, you know that don't you well I I do but I also disagree quite a bit with it I just I don't think that you can separate one guy and put him on a pay scale I just don't and say, all right, there's your leader. He makes more money than everyone else. I just, I don't think that's going to drive. Let's, let's right. ask a guy who covers okay. this and, and gets the X and O's of it better than anyone else. Matt Verderan fan side. It's coming up next. We'll go in depth. Is the fix for quarterback salaries to have a separate salary cap for them or no? We'll dive into it next. Plus what's next for Russell Wilson. Got it all coming up tonight on a Fox sports Sunday. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm not kidding, Arnie. I literally hate every conversation right now in sports that doesn't have anything to do with football. Literally hate it. The logo. No, Kobe Bryant, the logo? Oh, dumbest thing I've ever heard in my wow. life. Wow. People complaining. Yes, Kobe should be the logo. Stop it. Anyway, uh, we are coming to you live tonight from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 888-FARMERS to switch, and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. With the stinking genius, Arnie Spaniel, I'm Chris Plank. Uh, your tweets, we'll, we'll get them fired up here in just a bit at Stinking Genius 1 at Plank Show, and we're pumped to be joined by national NFL reporter for Fansided, our buddy Matt Verderam. So, Matt, Arnie's way to fix, I don't know, Arnie, with the term be overpaying quarterbacks yeah. is to maybe put them on their own separate salary cap. 
Is that even a possibility or something you could ever see that the NFL owners would go for? Uh, I never want to say never. I don't think it's going to happen. At some point, teams are going to eventually say, we cannot pay you X amount of money. I don't know that that point's coming any day soon, though, because you're seeing these TV deals that are reportedly coming in, and they're going to double the league revenue from that channel of money. And so, look, I, I think in the next 10 years, probably by the end of this decade, the salary cap is going to be $400 million. I mean, I, I get it. Like, everybody's salary will rise. And so, you know, percentage-wise, maybe things are going to stay roughly the same because of how much a quarterback gets paid compared to a, a wide receiver or a tight end. But I think these guys are going to continue to get paid as long as the game keeps trending the way it is. And quarterbacks are this important. They're going to get paid like it. And I I, I don't know that anything's going to change structurally for quite some time. Matt, Russell Wilson, uh, Deshaun Watson, or Dak, who's most likely not to be uh, with their team when the season starts? Watson. I I don't even think it's close. Look, if if you said to me, do you think it's better than even odds? I, I don't know. Because the Texans are impossible to predict. Sitting here and saying what you think Jack Easterby is going to do is just a fool's errand. I, I wouldn't even wager a guess, but I think of the three, he's most likely gone. Because look, if you're Dallas, I get it. They painted themselves into a corner because they paid Zeke two years too early, and now they're in a situation with Dak where they're going to tag him. They've got major issues if the cap doesn't end up going back up near $200 million. But what are their alternatives? Like, who's playing quarterback? I guess they could maybe draft somebody, but I don't know what the alternative is. And with Seattle, while I do think it's real that Wilson's frustrated, and I do think there is an issue there, and I wrote about it for my column tomorrow morning on Fanside. Look, ultimately, I know that maybe there's a split down the line. I don't think it's going to happen now unless all of a sudden things just really, really go south. What do you make of the Texans' strategy, or I guess there hasn't really been anything official from from Houston, but what they've leaked to reporters and what they've told them that, hey, we're not taking calls, we're not interested. Is this them feeling like they can smooth these waters, or what with Deshaun Watson? Well, I I think it's a little bit of that. You know, Mm -hmm. does he back off, or does he start to make himself look like the bad guy here, at least in some people's eyes? Because he really starts pushing, and he starts pushing publicly. Because I think it's worth noting, you haven't heard or seen Deshaun Watson all offseason. Like, as much as we've heard all these things about, hey, he wants out of there, he wants out of there, he wants out of there, you're not seeing him say any of that stuff. I don't think that's an accident. He doesn't, he's by all accounts a great guy. I don't think he wants to be the one who's visibly out there saying, get me out of Houston. I think the Texans feel like maybe until he does that, they can kind of play this game. The other side of it is, by doing this, you're driving up the price. Other teams are saying, geez, you know, we've heard two first-round picks were offered, three first-round picks, whatever the case may be, and they're, they're not even willing to talk about it. Well, then we better offer four if we want to get them. Now, there does come a point where teams will just say, hey, look, this is what we're offering, that's it. And you can take it or leave, and you want to deal with him playing hardball, until Christmas, you go right ahead. But I didn't, they have the luxury of time because they're in no rush to deal him. Even if deep down they think they will trade him, and I don't know if they do that, do feel that way, but if they do, the draft is the real deadline. 
It's not free agency. So they can sit on this for a while. I, I think Seattle's going to go ahead and deal Russell Wilson. Um, I think Pete Carroll's calling all the shots. There's no uh, ownership, uh, leadership there ever since Paul Allen died. His sister took over the team, and she's hands-off big time. I think Pete Carroll is like the owner of the team, for all I know. Um, I, 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 you're, you're talking about a quarterback that's nine years in the NFL, and now he's complaining. I think I'm going to move on when there's plenty of quarterbacks in the draft and, and start fresh, and I'm not paying him. Uh, I mean, he's getting a boatload of money. So I'll just move on from him, Matt. You better be able to replace him. And I don't know who they're doing that with. Matt, who, who's going in there? Mac Jones? I, I mean, you know, people always say, and I don't mean you, Arnie, of course. Right. Go ahead and say it. He does it every okay. single year. People always get into this, you know, when draft season comes around, it's become a cottage industry. And every time a guy gets taken in the first or second round, some breathless analyst come on, comes on the air and says, well, you know, they just solved their problem for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sure they did. There's really, like, statistically speaking, you have about a 50% chance of hitting on your first-round pick and about a 25% chance of hitting on your second-round pick. And that, that holds true for quarterbacks. And it's even lower in the second-round for quarterbacks. So I think, look, I get it. Like, you're not, you're not crazy saying they might deal them. Maybe it happens. Maybe it does happen. I mean, the NFL is different than it was even 10 years ago. It is possible. But if you're the Seahawks, you're trying to win right now. And if you trade him, how are you winning? You're not going to win. Like, I, don't, I don't know what the upside is. If I were them, I would say, look, Russ, we're happy to bring in on conversation. We're happy to try to figure this thing out. But we're not trading him. You're not going to Dallas. You're not, like, you're not going to New Orleans. We're not dealing you. And you're going to get over it because you're not going to sit out and lose out on $49 here. I guess that's where part of my confusion, too, is, Matt, and a final thought from me before I let you get out of here. But they've tried. I mean, Seattle isn't a team that just says, oh, we'll try to fix it later. I mean, they make moves. They and they're not always the right moves, but they brought in Percy Harvin. They made a move for Jimmy Graham. They, they, they traded this year for Jamal Adams. I mean, of all the things, I mean, I get it. Right. The offensive line has been miserable, but they've, they've tried to consistently upgrade. And look, I get their offensive line. He's a point out. It's not been good. He's been the most sacked quarterback in the last five years. Now, he has every right to be annoyed about that. I don't blame him. But you know what? Every team has its issues. Yeah. And while I do find myself maybe – I am pro player, but maybe less pro player than some people in today's day and age. Like, at some point, they're good every year. Like, I get Deshaun Watson getting out of there. Why don't leave? I, I don't blame him at all. I think he should want to get out of there. Russell Wilson has gone to two Super Bowls. He's won one. They're good every single year. Like, what does he want? And then that list comes out of where he'd go from his agent. <laughs> the Bears are on that list. I'm based out of Chicago. And then normally, you know, a fan base gets thrown on a list like that, and they're going crazy. A lot of people in Chicago are asking on the radio, well, why would he want to come here? Like, we're, we have no receivers. And then the Raiders – the Raiders haven't won a playoff game since the 2002 AFC Championship game. <laughs> he wants to go there and play for John Gruden, who hasn't won a playoff game since the Super Bowl the following week. Like I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't like what is, what is the point? By the way, the Bears' offensive line is terrible, so I, I don't understand. Like it's just very bizarre. It almost feels like making noise for the sake of making noise in some ways. I think that's fair. Great stuff. Matt, have a great night, man. We really appreciate you hanging out with us, and we'll catch up with you again soon. Thanks, Matt. Absolutely. Take care, guys. Matt Verderam, as he said, he'll have an updated column tomorrow on Fansided. 
Uh, yeah, that's, I, listen, Russell Wilson's list was odd. I think One, he wants to come back to the United States. That's why. <laughs> oh, it's because of Seattle. Very funny. All right. <laughs> when we come back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios, there was something hidden in what Matt said that really caught my ear. But first... Steve DeSager. What's going on, DeSager? Hello, gentlemen. We just have one NBA game still going. It's at Sacramento under seven minutes to go. Kings 80-76 to over the Hornets. Now, the Lakers dominated Golden State tonight. The score in the second quarter was 60-31. to Eventually, Lakers 117-91 the final. And Draymond Green of the Warriors left with a sprained ankle. Going into tonight, the Lakers were tied for second place in the West with the Clippers. Four games behind Utah because the Clippers lost a lead late and lost the game at Milwaukee today. Bucks have won five straight. 105-100 was the final. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 36 points. But the last four minutes, the Clippers literally did not score a point. <laughs> the Bucks closed with a 9-0 run as Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were combined 0-9 shooting from the floor late in the game. Boston 17-17 on the season after beating Washington by a point. 111-110 this evening, despite Bradley Beal's 46 points. The Knicks are even better than Boston. We are the New York Knicks. 18-17 and 17 the record now after winning at Detroit 109-90. to 90. Detroit's record, by the way, 9-25. and 25. That's right. Minnesota lost its eighth straight game. Timberwolves are 7-28. and 28. They just lost at home to Phoenix 118-99. Devin Booker, 43 points. Miami won at sixth in a row, beating Atlanta. Memphis won easily at Houston. The Houston Rockets have lost 11 in a row. Tonight's final was 1-3. 33 to 84. They lost by almost 50 points at home tonight. And the Rockets from three-point range. Horrible. Four for 45. Yeah, that's pretty good. I got to say that again out loud. Four for 45, an <laughs> NBA insane. team in this game. That is just <laughs> astounding. Toronto's game against the Bulls was postponed due to virus positives. In college hoops, Iowa won at number four, Ohio State. Butler upset number eight, Villanova. Wins for Houston and Maryland. NHL, Nashville sent Columbus to a fifth straight loss, and Chicago got a 7-2 victory over Detroit. William Byron was the NASCAR winner at Homestead, Miami. Tyler Reddick finished a distant second. Colin Morikawa took the golf event in Florida by three strokes. Brooks Kepka tied for second. Former NFL sideline reporter Irv Cross passed away at the age of 81. And Vi Ripken has died, the mom of Cal Ripken Jr. In fact, that means she was for many years married to Cal Ripken Sr. They got married 1957. Mm. Cal Ripken Sr. Spent four decades in the Orioles system as player, minor league coach, manager at one point. He was an Orioles manager in the late 1980s with his sons playing infield for him, Billy Ripken and Cal Jr. Vi Ripken was 82. Apparently, she died this weekend, a day before her birthday. Back to you. Oh, thanks, Steve. As we come to you live tonight from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios, call Farmers today for a quote. Uh, you, you and I were trading text before the show. Yeah. Uh, Irv Cross was awesome. Yeah, and Love you know, for, for me, the the you are looking live, the CBS Sports <laughs> NFL pregame show, that was my childhood, right? That was what I grew up, and you know, my my introduction to gambling was Jimmy the Greek and Pete Axtown and the guys that used to be on the pregame yeah. shows. And yeah, I, so Touchmaster Cigars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Irv Cross always came across to me, Arnie, as just a really classy dude. And he knew the game. And I always, you know, I'm always thirsty for information. I always learned something when I listened to him. He was a super, in, in, incredibly sharp dude. 
You know what I love? Somebody posted on Twitter. I used to. They said I used to run home every day at twelve thirty just to watch that. And I'm thinking, well, that's right. It was only a half hour pregame show then. <laughs> not like now where there's like five hours of pregame stuff. It was right. only thirty minutes back then. Yes, it'd come on at eleven thirty right before the noon kicks. And yeah. if you uh, lived in a market like I lived in, I grew up in St. Louis, and we didn't have a team for a while. And you'd sometimes have to wait if they only had the afternoon games. Yeah, Irv Cross, <laughs> rest in peace, man. I love yeah. that dude. Absolutely loved him. Um, something that Matt Verderam, sticking with the NFL, said that kind of s- stuck with me. And I listen. I, I've got things on Russell Wilson we need to get to because here on have you noticed? Like every time I turn it on, Jonas Knox is on. So here yes. on Knox Sports Radio, uh, <laughs> I uh, Jonas brought up a great point the other day, and it stayed with me f- sitting in for the fellas yesterday. Uh, and it's it's really had me thinking because I think there might be a different motivation than what we're talking about for what Russell Wilson uh, has been basically on his tour. And obviously we have more to get into with who's on the move, who isn't. And yes, there are some NBA conversations uh, to be had. But with what Matt Verderam said about Deshaun Watson, are they trying to force Watson to be the bad guy here? I mean, everything that has been public has been through reports, right? It was an Adam Schefter report. It was, you know, it it was basically every reporter out there that said, oh, he's not happy with this. He wants out. But there's really been nothing from from Deshaun Watson. Is that what Houston is trying to do with their old, oh, you know, we're not taking phone calls. I mean, some might say they're driving the price up, but it's almost as if they're saying, bro, you got to bring this public. You know, it's it's been played out enough. If you want us to really deal you, you've got to be the bad guy here. Is that what I, I don't place? even know if that makes a difference anymore. First of all, isn't it too late to decide who's the bad guy? You already fired the coach, the GM. You traded Hopkins. Um, you're the bad guy. You've been the bad guy for a while. Let's just hold, uh, hold on, hold on. You've got a new coach. You've got a new general manager. Right. You've washed yourself clean of that old perception. Right. So, I mean... But you were still the bad guy coming in. You've been the bad guy for a year. You just got rid of the coach this year. Right. But it's he's been gone for a while now, and you're not even right. giving the new guy an opportunity. Could be, and yeah, I know he met with him, and everyone can say, oh, yeah, this, this meeting with him, and he still reiterated his trade demands, but... I mean, I didn't mean to trample on you, Arnie, but he has. We haven't heard that from Deshaun Watson. There's been nothing public with that yet. No, and and you know maybe Deshaun Watson doesn't want to be the bad guy, but is it more important that um, he goes where he wants to play? It's kind of like James Harden. He was the bad guy. We don't think about him being the bad guy now. We just think about how great Brooklyn is. Right. Uh, <laughs> does it really make a difference if Deshaun Watson's the bad guy for a couple of days if he gets exactly what he wants and that's a trade to another team? I I don't think anybody's going to remember that in in a couple years from now or uh, six months from now when the season starts. So I don't think that makes much of a difference at all. Unless it goes horribly wrong for him and unless he doesn't play well or if you're a Houston Texan fan, then you're probably not going to forget it. But that's a really good point. You know, we're very forgiving. No one's sitting here talking about fat James Harden, right? Right. Remember? Well, who's the bad guy in in Dallas? Dak or the Cowboys? It's got to be Dak, right? I, I I don't understand where there's a problem right now. Just in not getting the contract done, is that why you're saying? Yeah, that I mean be they, they've been working on that contract for like what a, a year now, two years. It's ridiculous. Well, and I, and I think you know that's a situation where 
is that Dak or is that Dallas? You know, I'm, no, that's, I think it, I think it's Dak. But I've, I, I mean, I've started yeah. to question everything in life when it comes to the quarterbacks, Arnie. <laughs> because are they? Is Dallas slow playing him? You know, Jerry Jones with his well, Dak has all the negotiating power now. I remember when he dropped that when the Cowboys struggled. Maybe Dallas has been waiting because. You know, and I, and I know we got a break, and I want to get Bobo's take on this when we come back because he's a diehard Cowboys fan. But, Arnie, I've said this all along, which is why when Russell Wilson mentioned the Cowboys as a possibility, I was like, about time someone did. I don't know if they have a, enough of an arsenal to give away in a trade, but they got weapons. I mean, the Raiders, the, the, the Bears that at least Russell Wilson mentioned, they don't have weapons. The Cowboys have weapons. So, I wonder if, if deep down inside, Arnie, they've kind of waited the Cowboys had for an opportunity for something like this. Oh, and so- let, me t- let me tell you something. If I was Jerry Jones, I would have called up to Seattle definitely by now and say, what's it going to take uh, uh, to get Russell Wilson? Matter of fact, wasn't it the mayor of New Orleans that already made a plea on what TikTok <laughs> yes. or something? Yes. I mean, of course, I, I if I'm Jerry, and by the way, I don't even think Jerry runs the team. It's probably Steven now. If, if I'm Steven uh, Jones, I'm calling up. I, I, I want uh, I want. Some answers. I want Russell Wilson on my team. I got to make a move. And one of those moves would have to be to still sign Dak Prescott to the right. Uh, to what, what did I just point to the franchise tag? And then you would be able to trade him potentially. And that would almost be an even money swap. Wow. Uh, let's not let's not get into the money components of it yet. When we come back, what's a reality? Uh, what's a real landing spot? What's reality and what isn't? when it comes to the future of Russell Wilson. That's next with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. I can't stop thinking about the Deshaun Watson potential trade and and why things are are quiet on one front, loud on another front. It's driving me crazy, Arnie. So we come to you live tonight from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 888-FARMERS and you could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. I mean, yeah, I don't think they care about who's the good guy or who's the bad guy. Right. But I also, I mean, this, this whole idea, I heard the promo, the, the, the Colin promo from his Friday show. I mean, it's already out there that he wants out. I mean, it's not like suddenly a team's going to be like, oh, wait, he wants to be traded and, and be surprised by it and, and you give a haul. I mean, it's out there. The only thing we haven't heard from is Deshaun Watson. He's the only dude we haven't heard from in this saga uh, that says he wants to be dealt, right? Right, I mean, but if it wasn't true, he would have come out and said, whoa, whoa, whoa where's all this coming well, from? No, no, no. I, I, mean, I want to be here. I'm not saying here. it's not true. Yeah, I'm not saying right. it's not true. No, no, no. That's, that's not my point, Arnie. Just it, it seems odd. Maybe maybe in, in some ways that's what they're trying to do is to get that out of him publicly. Regardless, it's a fascinating storyline developing with the Deshaun Watson saga. Now, uh, I, was, I was listening to you a little bit last night. I, I saw you already started your fake and injury conversation that's right Right. which is which is by the way genius a lot of uh, players will probably do this (laughs) i i just it's so brilliant yes but they have high-priced trainers athletic trainers where they can do mris they can do everything necessary to see how injured you are arnie i mean these aren't dummies that are making sure guys are healthy so if you're like Hey, I can't go. I mean, they're going to be able to say there's nothing wrong with you. Let me ask you a question. These high-priced trainers you're talking about, the, did the Spurs have high-priced trainers that told Kawhi to get back on the court? Sure they did. And Kawhi well, he didn't get didn't back on it. the court, though, did he? But he didn't do it. 
Right? He just right. like, yeah, no, I'm working with my people. Yeah. So that's and my that's people say no. That's the approach that's going to happen now yeah. with Deshaun Watson and, and, and Russell Wilson. Who else isn't going to play? Well, wait, why would you want to lose out? How much you get fined a day? 50000 100000 Why Why get fined when you just say, ah, you know, I'm feeling a little tightness in my hamstring. I'm going to have to miss a week. And then someone goes and rubs your hamstring, and they run an MRI, and they say, "There's nothing wrong with you, dude." No, Go there play. is. Don't tell me there's nothing wrong with me. Don't tell you. You're, you're not my hamstring. Don't tell me that. No, I'm the trainer who's paid yeah. millions of dollars to make sure, or hundreds of thousands of dollars to make sure the million dollar investment is ready to go. Anyway, that's not my point. I'm not bringing that up. I'm not getting into that mud fight with you, because I'm starting to wonder. I'm starting to wonder more and more after I read this article about 50 times on Russell Wilson. Yeah. And I heard Jonas talking about this here on Fox Sports Radio, or as I like to refer it to now, Knox Sports Radio. Is, is it possible, Arnie, that maybe, just, just maybe, the Seahawks are the one that's trying to control the narrative here a little bit on, on Russell Wilson? Is it possible that maybe, just maybe, this is Seattle that is throwing a few things out there to try to – I don't know, turn on the, the heat a little bit when it comes to, to Russell Wilson because... No, no. You don't, you don't think so? No, who's, who, who's, who's they? I, I, that's the question I'm going to ask. Allen's, Paul Allen passed his, his uh, sister. Who's they? Pete Carroll. John well, Schneider. I, 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 well, it's, it would have to be Pete Carroll. And no, I don't think Pete Carroll's doing this. Plus, who named the four teams? That's Russell Wilson's camp that did that. No, I don't believe it for a second there. I don't know where the rift came between Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. I don't know how long this has been going on. And it's quite a surprise to me. I've always said this. Okay. I thought Pete well, Carroll well, was just somebody's crazy uncle that had a good seat at the game. I didn't know he was actually the coach. So um, I didn't know where this uh, hostility came between those two guys. Pete Carroll has had one losing season with yeah. the Seattle Seahawks. And you and you think he's the crazy uncle that just has tickets to the game? I had a good seat. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Somebody brought I'm their uncle to the game. Did you see what he did at USC? <laughs> Holy smokes. All right. Because I'm starting to buy that, sure, there's no real ownership. And to her credit, the new owner of the Seahawks is very hands-off, right? right? Hire football people to do football things. The Mark Davis approach, I dig it. But there was one, everyone that has reported on this story from The Athletic that broke like, what, Thursday, Friday last week. What's the story? Oh, he stormed out of a meeting. Yeah. He wanted the offense changed. Yes. Nobody talks about this quote. He's finally catching heat, one person told The Athletic. That's the main reason for all of this. People are talking and holding him accountable because he's one of the highest paid quarterbacks. He says he wants to be the greatest, so now people are holding him to that standard. It's right. a PR game, that person added. He's trying to protect himself. Another source said, quote, what he's trying to do is save face. Why, you don't think you're going to face any heat if you went to Dallas and played lousy? You better believe you are. No, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm just saying that that seems kind of unique. That you'd have a story, a quote like that in this story, and no one has really thought, that really seems like it's something that would come from, I don't know, maybe a member of the Seahawks front yes, office. Yes, I can see that coming. Yes, right? absolutely. Right. Maybe they're kind of tired of his act, Arnie. You know, I like Russell Wilson a lot. I really, I think he's a great quarterback, and I'm sure that I'll do a 180 about his ability if he was with the Raiders, but we're three years removed from the rumors that he 
was on his way to the Browns for the number one pick in the draft. Nobody's <laughs> talking about that. Remember? That I trade, forgot oh, about that, yeah. That crazy trade. I'm telling you what, I think there's more to this. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. We're broadcasting live tonight from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 888-FARMERS to switch and you could save on your auto insurance. What else are you going to do with your phone for the next few minutes? Look at pictures of food your friends ate. Again, call 1-888-FARMERS for a quote today. We are farmers. Is there anything outside of your Knicks being good that's really piquing your interest right now? Are you getting into the college basketball as we head down the stretch of the season or not? You know what? This is probably one of the few years I'm not in the March Madness. It's not so much, well, yes, my Arizona Wildcats won't be there, but uh, you know, so many different teams played so many different games, and people wanted to, like, you hear Gonzaga and BYU wanted to sit out the conference tournament, and then how many teams are in at 68, but there'll be four extra on the side, just in case there's corona, and and you have to substitute teams, so what does that make it 72? Is it somebody close? Do they have to be in the bubble? I'm just a little confused what What's going on? It's all in one uh, uh, place. They're only allowing, what is it, 10% of the fans in? I'm, I'm glad they're allowing fans in. To me, that's so important for the NCAA tournament, especially for upsets. Um, I, I'm just not sure how it's going to feel like uh, when I'm watching it on TV. And they moved the days, too. What the hell is that about? What are we going to no start clue. on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday? Is the first round, is there a play-in game? I don't even know anymore. I, I will say, I, I get a kick out of trying to imagine being one of those teams that's that's on standby. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, my big complaint about college football this year were teams, and I, I probably shouldn't say teams, student athletes following protocols. And listen, we, we got through the season. Everyone did a great job. I mean, in all honesty, we got through a season. We crowned a national champion. I don't think anyone's complaining about Alabama winning the title. I don't think anyone's really complaining, Arnie, about the four teams that had an opportunity to play for a national championship. But with that said, could you imagine if, let's just say, since Clemson and Bama played, or excuse me, uh, Ohio State and Bama played for the national championship, if Clemson and Notre Dame were like on standby, in case one of those teams, or or maybe let's rewind even more. Who was five and six? Oklahoma was in that mix uh, in the college football. Could you imagine if they're like, hey, you guys won't play in your bowl game until after the national championship game because you have to be on standby in case some team can't go? I mean, is how this is crazy what the NCAA and, is trying to do with basketball. And you have to bring them into the bubble and be prepared uh, to quarantine them. So they've got to be quarantined. Um, even before this goes on, so they've got to go through all the protocols. So, which yeah, exactly, and that yeah. goes against everything for a student, for for a college student, right? I mean, everyone's used to it by now. But damn, Arnie, you telling me I went through the grind all year long, and I can't, I can't cut loose a little bit. 
and I might not get to play. You're probably not going to play. Follow protocols. Yeah, you're probably not going to get to play. Who knows? And by the way, is it just for the first round? They, if it's in the second round, is it a forfeit? Because you can't take what, like, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, a Rutgers and say, "Hey, we're going to put you in the Final Four. We have an opening for you now." I, it it doesn't work that way, does it? No, 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 not at all, not at all. It's a first round thing. And here's. All right, one final college basketball note. And, yeah, and you I could wanna, get uh, fired for this. Go well, ahead. no, this is tourist uh, okay. turf, and I just kind of learn everything from from reading him and, and hearing him with you. But are we really going to try to do conference tournaments? I mean, are, 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 I, I yes. get it that it's a, a money situation, but are we not just opening up, say, what if what if Bay, well, Baylor's, I think Baylor basically has had their entire right. team already have a breakout. What if Gonzaga has a situation where and I think they're already in the midst of their conference tournament. But what if they end up having a couple of guys and end up getting infected and they have to shut down for a little bit? I don't have an answer for that. I mean, then why the well, hell hiding, are you putting hiding, guys more at risk? Well, hiding away from a tournament doesn't make it any safer. You can go ahead and get coronavirus just walking around campus or going to the supermarket. So uh, I don't know. Just not playing in your conference tournament is going to make a difference anyway. So I don't know if that's a good example there. I do. That's because everyone's talking about it. I mean, you're telling me that you, that you think that it would not potentially increase the impact of contracting this? Actually, would, wouldn't it be less? Th- isn't there a doctor that said he's never seen a case passed in uh, a sports activity from one person to another? Well, whoever that doctor is, uh, we need to get him more exposure. Either that or, Arnie, are you sure this isn't someone that your uncle on Facebook no I'm, I'm, no, I'm pretty sure that we've, we've learned that we, you can't pass it through physical or it hasn't been passed through any physical activity so far. I guess I could be wrong. Mm, I, would, I doubt I'm wrong, though. I would not necessarily Ask the Sager. Go to the Sager. But uh, the fans, think, it's, it's Sager? 25% capacity, by the way, oh, in that's the Indianapolis area. And the that's replacement teams will only be chosen, yes, before the tournament begins. And as far as being on so-called standby, if you're replacing, by the way, before round number one, a team that was the only qualifier from a one big conference, then the replacement has to be a team from that conference. And as far as what you were talking about, four teams on standby, they're not going to be flying in and literally standing by. It's (laughs) that whoever's the first four out, that list that did not make the NCAA tournament field, as long as you want to be considered for this as a standby, they'll rank those one through four as to who's first in line as a potential replacement. You'll stay on your campus, but you have to go through the protocols because you need the, what is it's seven straight days right, of right. negative tests for COVID in order to be considered for March Madness. And if none of those four teams are used as replacements, well, there's your top four seeds for the NIT. Hmm. They're still going to have the NIT? Jeez. Nothing, though, on the, uh, <laughs> the, doctor the, NIT? That, the doctor that said that it's never been transmitted in a sport. Yeah, did I make that up to Sega or what? As Has usual. it been passed or what? <laughs> well, it's, NBA had its 30th game postponed, so you tell me whether it can be uh, transmitted through I'll athletes. have to look that up. I'm going to look that up. What do you Google when you're looking for that, Arnie? Because I just Googled, doctor says COVID has never been transmitted through a sport, and I'm not getting... Uh, I got Dr. Fauci's 10 places you're most likely to catch COVID. <laughs> Keep in mind, the guys that are on the courts in the sports, I mean, they are getting tested. That's true. That, see, that's the thing. Okay. 
I don't want to try to get too carried away here. Arnie, I don't necessarily disagree with you. But I, I guess my biggest, I guess, confusion, right? And this goes back to the football season. And maybe this is me wanting that Raiders sixth-round draft pick back, right? Every single person that is playing on that court in basketball, on that field in football, I mean everybody, the officials, the scorekeepers, everybody has been tested. They've been tested. And if it's inconclusive, we've seen guys pull. They're gone. Yeah. Do, do you know, let me give, if you get an inconclusive test that in the Big 12, you not only need two negative tests, but sometimes those who have been considered contact tracing and, and, and caught up in contact tracing, they can't play. Jeez. I mean, even if you have the two negative tests. So my, my point is we go over the top. Why, why isn't it? Dennis Schroeder of the Lakers open? just missed a week. Right. Why he didn't test positive. So I guess my question Kevin Durant is, seems like he's missing every other week with something. Well, but Durant's hurt, too. I mean, no, also, yeah, but he, he's been in quarantine twice with this. Yeah, I mean, and, and listen, we can go back to the college football season, guys, and there's stories of players who were in quarantine for the better part of a month, right? Because you'd get out, you'd have your, your two weeks in quarantine. No, uh, baseball last out. summer, absolutely. Boom. Uh, who was it? Who was the Rangers player that, that battled that and fought it like crazy? So I'm with you on this, Arnie. I, I completely understand that, hey, I feel like we've, we've been able to do this safely. Some might argue, well, it's because protocols like that are in place. I don't know. But as we sit here on March 1st for the East Coast, yep. and there might be an opportunity for a team that is not necessarily – in the mix right now, maybe as Steve said, one of those on the outside looking in. That can like still Duke get or Kentucky, is this how they get in? Oh, Duke will get in. Kentucky's not getting in, but Duke will get in. Duke is so getting in. It's yeah, they'll just, get in. Stop that's it. that's the funniest part of all of this yeah. is is when they put Duke on the bubble or last four out. Okay, Michigan Duke's State. I mean, we've only got two weeks to go. In two weeks, it's Selection Sunday, March fourteenth. Hey, uh, uh, Steve, let me let me. Well, and, and Arnie, you too. I don't have a problem. With, with playing conference tournaments. And, Artie, I'm not disagreeing with your point about, hey, maybe there's an opportunity that you're safer playing the basketball games than you aren't. But, DeSager, I mean, do we have a problem with them taking risks like this this close to the uh, the NCAA tournament or no? Well, a team like Gonzaga would prefer to skip the conference tournament. True. The conference says, are you kidding? We're going we're gonna to have a conference tournament without you? Are you kidding? So what they have already done in previous years, you remember, the smaller conferences don't want to expose their great team to, say, a first-round loss. So a team like Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference, they get the first two or three rounds off anyway. Yeah. So sure. which, which I like. Because That's what we did in the America East up here. Vermont's already in the semifinals. They haven't had to play a game yet. Bingo. There you go. All right. Uh, well, there's your college basketball talk for the uh, night because, again, this is March, Arnie. This and Mar- is- and Arnie was right on the schedule. Those first four games, after Selection so Sunday mid-March, the first four games are on Thursday, which moves the first round games back a little bit. But keep in mind, they're all in the same state. All the men's games are in right. Indiana and all the women's games are in the San Antonio area. You know, it, it, interesting. I think we were... We were having this conversation, what, Lee, maybe before we went on the air, Lee Lap, our producer. And, Arnie, I'll pose it to you because hey, do, you, do you see – I'm trying here, guys. I'm trying to get into something other than football. I see you people are being quiet on – you people are being quiet. We're not fighting over Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson on Twitter. So I'm trying to immerse myself in these other sports right now. But 
Arnie, of the asterisks that some dopes try to put on championships, right? Which I think for college sports, it might be uh, the, the national championship for Alabama might be one of the most impressive because of everything they had to go through. Could college basketball be setting itself for like the ultimate asterisk for its national champion? If something happens on the path, everyone's in one spot. I know there's a couple of different sites that are hosting it, but is this national championship winner setting itself uh, up for the ultimate COVID-19 asterisk next to its championship? Oh, I think they are. not. The, well, first of all, I don't personally put it on there. I just think right. it's a, you know, you just fight through it and whoever wins it, wins it. We didn't put asterisks in football. I don't think we should do one here. Tampa but Bay Pete, was 7-5. and five. There's no asterisk there. Yeah, People won't right. remember that Eli Manning was, what, 6-6 six and six at yeah, one point. Yeah, but think about this. This is what people are not taking college basketball very seriously because if they were, all we talk about is that Gonzaga and Baylor are undefeated heading into the tournament. Well, Baylor lost. Oh, excuse me. Gonzaga is undefeated heading into the tournament, and um, they could go ahead and break a record that's been around for, what, Indiana or something like that, where they go undefeated. We should be pumped mm-hmm. up about this, and we don't even blink. We're not even talking about it. I agree. I agree 100%. And you know what? I'm part of that problem, too, because you're right, Arnie. We have a team in a college sport at the highest level that's running the table. It should be, and it's not some flash in the pan. If it was Duke undefeated, we go, oh, "Oh, look at what's going on. This is incredible. Could you imagine right now if Duke was undefeated? Could you imagine if Kentucky was undefeated right now? They're all going to get drafted in the first 10 picks. Every Kentucky guy will be drafted one through 10. Now, I, I will point out, too, Arnie, you're part of the problem on this. Yes, I am. Because you, you really are about the Blue Bloods, period. Yes, I am. So maybe this is the magnification that more people kind of think like you when it comes to college sports. They especially do. They, they college want, basketball. They want the Blue Bloods. Uh, you know, again, Gonzaga undefeated, and we're not going to get pumped up. They're going to try to do something that we haven't seen in God knows how long. I looked it up. Indiana Hoosiers with Bob 76? Knight. 32-0 and 0 in That's 76. Right. Yes. Right. Look at me. Was it Ken look at, Benson was on that team, mm-hmm. I believe. That was off the top of my head. Look, uh, at, not me. To be look at me. Not to be confused with Keith Smart's jumper and Steve yes. Alford's national yeah. championship Decade later, team. Yeah. That, yeah. That's right. That's right. Beat Syracuse and Jimmy Beheim still coaching. All right. So there's a little college basketball talk. Welcome to March. It's here. Conference tournaments are happening, and we still have an undefeated team. Let's go. When we come back, let's head to Vegas. Let's yes. head to Vegas, Arnie. Vegas. Todd Berman returns. What are some of those opening lines looking like as we get set for the NCAA tournament? What is the latest as far as Vegas buzz is concerned about futures when it comes to Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson? Todd Furman is next with Arnie and Plank here on a Fox Sports Sunday. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. We're broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. We say hello to our buddy Todd Furman. Straight out of Las Vegas, FS1's Fox Bet Live, and of course, the Bet the Board podcast. 
I mean, kind of what's your thought, Todd, as we now turn the calendar in the Eastern time zone to March? Are you excited about March Madness? You got some thoughts on maybe what the handle might look like? I mean, is this is this going to be a ho-hum uh, March for the betters, or do you think it's going to be a little bit crazy? I think we're going to see all sorts of records broken in a lot of the states that will be new to entering the March Madness foray. It, of course, won't be clearly the same event over the magnitude we've grown accustomed to out here in the desert, knowing that tourism still is a far cry from what we normally expect for that second weekend in March. But at the same time, that's where mobile gaming comes in. It does such a huge part of the business these days that I think people will be more than happy to wager from the confines of home. And they're going to get a little skin in the game trying to figure out the way that they can either back the favorites in Baylor and Gonzaga or look to knock the two big boys off the block. You don't think betting will be down a little bit because of the lack of the blue bloods or uh, some lack of blue bloods out there and kind of sneaking up on us and um, only 25% of the fans or that really makes no difference at all? The, the fans won't really change uh, the way betters will look to approach it. I think, Arnie, when you talk about the magnitude of this event, even with the schedule being a little bit unorthodox uh, with games rolling into Monday, that you're still going to see pretty healthy betting handle. Uh, as far as what we're going to see out here, again, Nevada is not going to come close to what they normally have grown accustomed to. But I think other states are going to be the beneficiary of that. And you're going to see people clamoring for college basketball in March, even if they haven't followed the sport throughout the course of the last three and a half, four months. You know, it's uh, it's fascinating because you're going to have so many different components of this that are going to be different, Todd. You, the crowd's going to be different. You won't have the, I don't know, you won't have the underdog. Whenever they start rolling, the crowd gets behind them. Have you really started to kind of hash through if you think it's going to be madness or if you think it's going to be more chalk? Or are we going to wait for the brackets on that? Well, if we use other sports as any indication, I think you're going to see favorites go out there and perform exceptionally well. We talked at great lengths about how the unusual scheduling nuances could open the door for underdogs to fare a lot better, but typically what we've seen is talent and coaching reign supreme, and there's no sport where it's illustrated a higher level than in college basketball. So when you look at the marquee programs, those that have coaches that have been there and done that before, you're not going to want to discount any of them, but you're right. When you talk about the Cinderella being in some of those buildings on a Thursday or Friday late at night where the fans will get behind them. You're going to have to bring your own energy, and quite frankly, we'll see if that works in the Cinderella's favor or if it works in the favor of favorites who realize, hey, look, we may be down double digits going into the break, but we have to try and bring our best efforts out after half. Love it. Todd, did I see that somebody had a bet on Michigan and got in at 125 to 1 or what? Only bet like, what, 800 on it or something, but that's not too shabby. No, I, I actually hadn't seen that story, but I'll have to poke around a little bit for it. But there's no doubt that Michigan is clearly the surprise this year in all of college basketball. Uh, I think a lot of us, myself included, were skeptical of how Juwan Howard could get this team going. Uh, and whether you want to give credit to him or Phil Martelli as one of his top assistants, this team has gone out there and gone through the toughest conference in all of college basketball and looks to be the class, arguably playing for that number two overall number one seed behind just Gonzaga with Baylor's recent loss to Kansas, of course, coming yesterday so we'll see how Michigan fares in their next couple of regular season games and ultimately if they're conference champions but that's clearly a team I wouldn't want to have in my bracket although I do worry about the lack of experience from a head coach playing on a stage this large. Todd your hunch your opinion uh, does someone blink first in the Deshaun Watson saga do the Texans finally fold and say all right we got to make a move before the draft? The Texans can 
play their cards however they want, but at some point you have to realize that Deshaun Watson doesn't want to be a member of your franchise. And the, the more other teams get wind of this, the package and the leverage that you have as a team continues to decline. Now, maybe you'll see teams start to get a little bit more excited as we inch closer to the draft and they realize that, hey, Justin Fields isn't our guy. Zach Wilson isn't. Uh, and we have no problem trading a top five pick along with a, a player package and other subsequent picks to go out there and get Deshaun Watson. Uh, I'd be shocked if he was the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans when we're talking week one in September. Uh, but when you look at the way the odds board have moved, I mean, the Texans still an underdog, but still considered the favorite, so to speak. The Carolina Panthers have been a team we've seen their odds really shorten. I think bang for buck wise, though, I'd be looking at the Jets in that eight and a half, nine to one range. Yeah, I was going to say, Todd, money to be made on these quarterback switching teams, especially if you think it's going to be Watson or Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott. You could probably uh, just like they did with Tom Brady, you could make some dough on that. Oh, there's going to be plenty of opportunity if you think one of the marquee names will leave. But what I think is fascinating is everyone wants to give more credence to the, oh, Dak Prescott is going to end up somewhere else. But in reality, Russell Wilson right now, you'd have to put up $12 to make $1 coming back uh, for Russ to be the starting quarterback in Seattle. For Dak Prescott, you have to put up $33 to make one coming back. So odds makers are spinning a much different narrative than what's being fed to the general public. It looks like a formality that the Cowboys will get something done with Dak, even if it's a franchise tag where there's a lot more skepticism about Russell Wilson and his desire uh, to remain a member of the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, and, and just real quick on that on that front with Russ, I mean, could this be a little bit of Seattle, Lincoln? I mean, there's a couple of thoughts about, hey, he's this is him taking, taking heat. Could this be Seattle trying to push him out a little bit, you think, or no? I think it could be a combination of factors. When you look around the league at you know what Russell Wilson ultimately costs the Seattle Seahawks, Pete Carroll hasn't exactly minced words in the past. When the Seahawks have been at their absolute best, it's because their defense has been lights yeah. out. And as the defense has declined, Russell Wilson's numbers have gotten better, but the Seahawks haven't reached the same level that they were with the Legion of uh, Boom. So when you try and figure out why the Seahawks haven't invested any money in offensive line or draft picks over the last couple of years, Pete may be very happy to go, hey, look, Las Vegas, if you really want to get Russell Wilson, we'll take Derek Carr, a draft pick, or some package to try and ultimately get a quarterback that could fit Pete's system uh, and give them other pieces to continue to build. So I'm not so sure, despite what K.J. Wright's comments were earlier this week, that Russell Wilson is indeed a member of the Seahawks when we're talking about week one. I've waited years to talk to you about this. Years, Todd. My New York Knicks. I was waiting for that, Arnie. I'm shocked you didn't lead with it. 500. Can I get 500 to one to win the championship? Is that what you're telling me right now? Is that, is that what I can get? It all depends how much you believe in Julius Randle experienced a career resurgence as a member of the Knicks and what Tom Thibodeau has done. Uh, but you look at the Knicks over 500 for the first time since the 2012-2013 season. I believe I read an article earlier today the Knicks were about 15-1 to to make the playoffs before the season started. Now firmly entrenched in the four seed, albeit a little bit of a tenuous hold when you consider their one game yeah. over 500. Yeah. But definitely one of the bigger surprises in the league, and you have to give this franchise a ton of credit because they haven't had much to celebrate, uh, and I have to imagine when you look at how a player like Tyrese Halliburton has performed for the Sacramento Kings, they'd much rather have him wearing Knicks colors than the kind of production they're getting out of Obi Toppin so far. Bring, bring on the Lakers! Bring on the Lakers! Bring, yeah, bring on the Knicks! <laughs> bring on the Knicks! I feel good about that. Todd, real quick, before I let you go, MGM John has a good question. Uh, asked, who has the best odds right now to win the championship? Is it Baylor? Is it Gonzaga? Are you looking at someone else right now? 
Gonzaga is still an overwhelming favorite. Baylor, to their credit, has bridged the gap. But, Chris, you live in Big 12 country. I think a lot of us are concerned about Scott Drew's ability to get the best out of his team on college basketball's biggest stage. But you're looking at Gonzaga right now right around 3-2. to two. Uh, Baylor in that 7-2 to two range. And then it's everybody else. But Michigan, the only other team that I've seen in most books, including FanDuel, listed in single digits. So if you believe there's an opportunity for a Cinderella somewhere out there, you can take full advantage. I think one of the more unique prop offerings I've seen, Baylor and Gonzaga, a pick them against the field, so you can have every team in college basketball except arguably oh. the top two in the land. I'm not quite sure I'd be making a case for the field, even if it does mean having the Wolverines by, on my side. By the way, Todd, if somebody bet before the year that a team was going to go undefeated in college basketball, is that uh, still good, considering the some teams play a lot less games than others, or, or, or no? Yeah, the bet is still on the board, uh, and I believe it was Wynn that put up a prop. Will Gonzaga go undefeated in the regular season, which they've already secured? And then the question of could they be an undefeated national champion? I think the interesting storyline that didn't get enough coverage over the last couple weeks was Gonzaga talking about potentially opting out of the West Coast Conference Tournament, which I think puts the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee in a tough spot, because do you still give the league an automatic bid? But for Gonzaga's sake, what upside do they possibly have? You're not going to penalize them and move them off the number one line. Why risk even playing those additional games? Keep players in a bubble. Get them to Indianapolis as fast as you can. And for a program that's made so many strides under Mark Few, the only thing missing is that crown jewel national title. Let's see if they can finally get over the hump because anyone who's watched that team knows how scary they are. Uh, And that scoreline against Iowa right before they got into the heart of conference play illustrates just how dangerous that team is on the offensive side of the ball. Love it. Love it. Great stuff, Todd. Have a great week, man. We'll talk to you next Sunday. Thanks, Todd. Always a pleasure, Jen. Stay well. It's Todd Furman. Watch him on FS1's Fox Bet Live. Follow him on Twitter, at Todd Furman, and listen to his Bet the Board podcast. Right, I didn't Steve. think they could do that, take away the automatic bit if Gonzaga doesn't play. That's crazy. Yeah, um, I'm sure that's really going to hurt them. I bet, bet Gonzaga's No, no, take away destroyed. the automatic bit from the conference, though. Oh, you, you mean the NCAA. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I misunderstood then. Yeah. Look at Arnie being my translator. Thanks. Yeah, look at you, yeah. Uh, Steve Sager comes rolling in to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios with an update on everything going on in the world of sports. What's up? Steve? He mentioned uh, Baylor, which has been number two ranked for most of the college basketball season. Scott Drew's team. Bryce Drew is the coach at Grand Canyon in Phoenix, and they're first place in the WAC Conference this year with two games left this week to end the regular season. They're both against the second-place team, Utah Valley. So running in the family. Remember Bryce Drew, wasn't it, with that great March Madness moment when he was a player? Exactly. Also, you remember with the NFL honors when Aaron Rodgers got his MVP award and thanked Jody Foster? Foster. Yes. Tonight she won a Golden Globe and did thank Aaron Rodgers. I want to thank Jody Foster too. <laughs> we have one game still going in the NBA. Sacramento holding on with 30 seconds left, 123-121 over Charlotte. For the Charlotte Hornets, P.J. Washington has 39 points as Gordon Hayward is out tonight with a bruised hand. For Phoenix, Devin Booker scored 43, most of that in the first three quarters. In a win at Minnesota, the Timberwolves have lost eight in a row. Memphis won at Houston. The Rockets have lost 11 straight. Did we mention that the Rockets from three-point range were four for 45 tonight? (laughs) Unbelievable. At one point, do you just stop shooting them? I mean... Really? You know, not at Houston. Harden's not on the team. D'Antoni's not there. At what point do you actually pause and think, you know, it's not going our way tonight? 
The final score was 133 to 84. So, yeah, go ahead. Maybe you could have lost by 60 <laughs> instead of about 50 if you kept this up. Boston edge Washington, 111-110. The Celtics record, 17-17. and 17. But the Knicks are 18-17 and 17 after winning at Detroit. That's right. Milwaukee won its fifth straight, coming back late to beat the Clippers 105-100. Miami won its sixth straight, beating Atlanta, even though Jimmy Butler was out with a knee injury, and the Lakers dominated Golden State. 117-91 was the final. Draymond Green of Golden State left with a sprained ankle. Toronto's game against the Bulls was postponed. The Raptors are dealing with multiple positive virus tests. In their last game, the Raptors were missing Pascal Siakam and Coach Nick Nurse and five staffers. Update from Sacramento, it's now 125-121 Kings, under 30 seconds left. College hoops, Iowa won at Ohio State. Butler upset number 8 Villanova. Wins for Houston and Maryland. NHL saw Pittsburgh lose 2-0 to the Islanders. This is notable because before tonight, the Penguins had not been shut out head-to-head by the Islanders in their last 189 regular season games. That was needless to say an NHL record for the longest team versus team streak of not getting shut out. But again, the Penguins lost to nothing to the Isles tonight. Rangers lost to Boston 4-1. William Byron was the NASCAR winner at Homestead, Miami. Byron led the most laps over 100. There were 19 lead changes. Until today, he had only won one race in 110 starts in the Cup Series. Next Sunday's race is at Las Vegas. We'll see who's unexpected and wins there, also on Fox TV. Colin Morikawa took the golf event in Florida by three strokes. Brooks Kepka tied for second. Rory McIlroy tied for six. Six shots back. The PGA Tours in Florida for a month, then to Texas for two weeks, then the Masters in April. Remember last Sunday night show when we're actually entertaining the idea. Is Tiger Woods going to make the Masters? <laughs> Boy, that's been a while. That was only wow. seven days ago. Well, back to you. Thanks, Steve. As we come to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios, call Farmers today for a quote. That's 866-FARMERS, and you could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. I was actually on the Grand Canyon University campus. I actually was in Vegas. Look at you, big guy. Yeah, look out, GCU. Let's go. Um, Every Sunday night, during the off season, I'm mesmerized about this time by the Peter King column. Now, I brought this up on the show. I don't know why. I couldn't care less about it during the regular season. Right. Makes no sense. I, I don't think I've read a Peter King in-season column ever. But the offseason, Arnie, it's, it's my go-to, right? It's, it's my got to read it. There's a topic we're going to get into next hour about the 17-game schedule. Right. And the likelihood of that in the NFL in 2017, or 2017, in 2021. But let me get these two notes here on Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, the two most talked about topics on sports radio and on this show tonight. First, he writes, I reported last week that Texans GM Nick Casario is not even responding to teams that have expressed interest in Watson. Yeah, I don't know. I don't believe that, but go ahead. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> We're on the same team. That's on your one. job to do that, but go ahead. I mean, it, you listen. every As the great Ted DiBiase once told us, every man has his price. Exactly. Uh, but Peter writes, because off-season programs are very likely off because of the pandemic again this year, it's not essential that Watson gets moved soon. The first real milepost would be the draft, April 29th, right. eight weeks away. King writes, I wouldn't expect much action in the next month. Hmm. 
I think you want to make that move so you know what you have draft capital wise, right? I, I want to do it sooner than later. And if if I'm a you know if I'm a team that's interested, I'm afraid that there's going to be three or four or five other teams that are going to want him. So I don't I disagree with everything that you just mentioned there. I, and it's not me. I'm reading, Arnie. Right, I'm right, a messenger I know that. I, here. I disagree with all that. Then you're disagreeing with Peter King. That's not okay. Blank. I disagree with Peter. Then all right. Uh, and then on the Russell Wilson saga. I, and by the way, going back, Matt Verderam was on with us in the first hour. Uh, it pains me to say that I agree 100% with, with Matt Verderam's take on the four options that Russell Wilson gave. I mean, Vegas has a better offensive line than Seattle, but that's really about it. Uh, the Bears' offensive line is horrible. Dallas and New Orleans make sense, but do they have the ability to make a move with the, with the capital they have? But uh, Peter King wrote this about Russell Wilson and the potential of other teams, maybe that list expanding. There's a very good chance Russell Wilson would balk at going to any of the other 28 teams if the Seahawks uh, try to trade him. Time will tell if balk means I'm not going or you're going to have to do a heck of a sales job on me to get me to go to place X. For now, Peter King writes, I hear Russell Wilson is dug in on the places he'd accept the deal if it comes to that. And why shouldn't they? I mean, every one of those teams would take him in a heartbeat. Um, sure. Dallas would obviously get rid of Dak just to go and have him. Chicago would, uh, you know, back up the, uh, get the airplane ready to bring him on in. Your team, uh, the Raiders, Maybe. I don't see a problem there either. So, um, and of course, the Saints. I think every one of the, I'm surprised he didn't put the Patriots on there, to be honest. Here's my question on, on Russ. And I thought you hit this on the head earlier about the ownership situation. It's very much. I, I mean, it's 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 not Paul Wilson. I mean, it's not uh, Paul Allen. Excuse me. It's not Paul Allen who was very much in charge, ran the show. His daughter is not. But how does it get solved, Arnie? I mean, this is a public fallout. You have both sides that I feel like are firing salvos. I mean, at least in the Texans, you have reporters that are saying it. Uh, Russ uh, Deshaun Watson isn't out doing TV shows. Pete Carroll's pretty set in his ways. Russell Wilson is in the prime and he's not swallowing his pride or ego and there's no owner to kind of get in the middle of it. Who fixes this in Seattle right now? Um, I think it's got to be the agent. I think it's wow. got to be Russell Wilson's agent. Let me explain something to you. You know, when Ralph Wilson passed away, he was the owner of the Buffalo Bills. Um, his whole family sold that team after his passing in in like an hour. I, it was like about right. two months, and they didn't. Know, they they wanted nothing to do. That was strictly Ralph's Ralph's thing. He was about the NFL. He was about owning a team. The rest of the family wanted. I think he had like three daughters, and they said, "No, we want nothing to do with it." And got rid of it right away. Now, Paul Allen passed the uh, uh, team down to his sister. She's hands off. I'm just wondering how badly she really wants this team um, and if she's doing the right thing. We always say, we always tell the owners back off. Let the GMs and the coaches take care of everything. We always tell Jerry Jones to back off. Now we're, we're saying it's a bad thing that the owners are backing off. I, I'm not sure which is good and which is bad, but how to solve this is you got to get rid of Russell Wilson. He's going to uh, get it, traded, isn't he? You're right. He's going to get traded. It's gone too far now. They've listed teams. There's bad blood. There's bad blood between him and Pete Carroll. Um, it can't go on like this. He's he's done so. He's he'll be traded, I think, within the next four weeks. You know, this is gonna sound crazy, and I know Seahawk fans are throwing things at their radio, but I think now again the Raiders would have to give up more than a quarterback, but Derek Carr would fit in pretty well with what Seattle wants to do. I mean, Peter 
Peter Carroll. Pete Carroll, he wants to run the football, right? He wants to – he doesn't need a quarterback dancing around back there. He wants to get a solid defense, and he wants to get a guy that can hit a few deep balls. How about that? Calf and run the football. How about if they got Dak in the trade? Uh, because obviously Dak has to sign with the, sure. with the Cowboys and they get in the trade. Then all you really have to do is get uh, – you have Dak in a one-year uh, franchise tag and you can move on after him if that's, the, if that's the way you want to do it. Yeah, but then you've got to get more from, from Dallas than just Dak. Well, yeah, you got to get a bunch of, of number one picks, obviously. Here, I just – the more I think about it, and, and I always thought that Russell Wilson was going to end his career as a Seahawk. The more I think every single minute, Arnie, that he's going to be playing not only somewhere else next year, but Dallas would be my first thought if they can work something out to where they can sign Dak and trade him and get a few picks. But I'm telling you, Vegas isn't too far of a second right now on that list because the Saints aren't going to be able to get it done, and I just can't see the Bears being a destination. I wonder if Russell Wilson said to himself, wait a minute, man. I, I didn't know it was that easy to get traded. I, if the Rams were going to make a trade for Stafford, I wanted to go to L.A. because of my <laughs> wife. I would have been a good but You know, I should have opened up my mouth uh, months ago. When we come back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studio, Steve DeSager gets us caught up on everything. And listen, we've talked Russell Wilson. We've talked to Sean Watson. But who else could be on the move? We'll go through our four tiers of quarterback movement as the show rolls on. It's a Fox Sports Sunday with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Is the schedule expanding in the NFL? we got more on that coming up. As we're broadcasting live tonight, Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 888-FARMERS to switch. And you, Steve DeSager, you yes. could save a bundle on your auto Absolutely. insurance. Open to everybody. <laughs> What's going on, Steve? I must tell you how the late NBA game ended. Uh, Charlotte, that's insane. insane. They were down by eight with under a minute to go at Sacramento. And, and shooting two foul shots. Yeah, yet, in the final seconds, here's Charlotte. Monk, stop and go into the lane. Up off the contact lane. Yes, plus the foul. 1.4 remaining. Three-point play wins the game. 127-126. <laughs> Buddy Heald tried a shot from beyond half court at the buzzer. It went off the front rim. No good. Oh. That call from Hornets Radio WFNZ. So the missed free throws, five in a row for the oh. Kings, cost them the game late. De'Aaron Fox missed two just over a minute to go. Marvin Bagley missed two at the line with under a minute to go. And then Heald missed one of his free throws with about 10 seconds left. And the Kings lost by one. Just unreal. Was that our buddy, former Fox Sports Radio Update guy, Sam Farber, on the call of the Hornets Radio Network? Or is he their TV guy? Oh, you know, I didn't even think about that. I should have listened back to that. You know, Sam, he, he did so well on those. You know, when Fox Football would say, let's go back yep. to the studio for the updates. Man, he was good at that. He was money. He was Absolutely. money. Yeah, not like that, Sacramento. Not like that. And it's exactly how it happened. Oh, We had talked about the only undefeated in college hoops this year, Gonzaga. More on them in a moment. But, yes, it hasn't happened since Indiana 1976 that a champion finished undefeated in college hoops. Apparently, though, we've had six of the last eight years an undefeated team Wichita State, Kentucky, Gonzaga now, that they just don't wind up winning March Madness, the brackets but the two most famous since Indiana did win it all of, you know, going into the tournament undefeated and my goodness, they didn't win the title UNLV was defending champion 1991, lost in the final four as Duke was starting to make its run and Larry Bird's Indiana State team 
undefeated into the championship game in 1979. Lost to Michigan State. This team, Gonzaga, opened the season beating Kansas by double digits. They beat West Virginia. They also had a game scheduled against number two Baylor for a Saturday national TV game, and it was called because of COVID the morning of the game. Not postponed, canceled. So those two wound up never meeting this year. And in fact, that started five straight cancellations for the Zags program. When they finally resumed play before Christmas, they were only playing number three ranked Iowa and beat them by double digits as well. And they also beat Virginia, not just by double digits, by 23 around Christmas. So yeah, Gonzaga very deserving number one this season. And they went 15-0 and in their own conference. Yes, they'll be playing in their conference tournament. No fans. Fans are allowed at the Orleans Arena off the strip in Vegas, but the next game for the Zags will be a week from Monday in the conference semifinal. They get advanced Jeez. to the conference semifinal. Maybe it'll be a Zags versus St. Mary's game, and then we'll see if the next night we have a Gonzaga-BYU rematch in the final. As for an NBA game tonight, when Houston got ripped, almost lost by 50 points, John Wall in that game had 14 points on 4 of 16 shooting. Jeez. On the stat sheet, no rebounds. No assists, no steals, no blocks, and no three-pointers made. Wow. In the NBA in the last 35 years, that had not happened where a guy had double-digit scoring but 25% shooting or worse, and zeros in all those other categories. For a starter to do that, J.R. Smith apparently had done that off the bench in the past decade. Wow. That's really kind of a stutter. And had I mentioned that the Rockets from three-point range were four for 45. And finally, for for the NBA ratings, last Sunday it was the Celtics on ABC against Zion and the Pelicans. That got 2.2 million. The college basketball got 2.6 million because it was Michigan-Ohio State last. Sunday, but the golf got 3.6 million to beat them both, finishing up the last round of the LA tournament. And did you notice the last round of today's tournament in Florida? Many golfers were wearing red with the yes, black pants, honoring it. Tiger Woods, who was hospitalized after the car accident. I loved uh, someone bringing up that idea on Twitter this week and then watching it play out and come to fruition. It was awesome to see. Great stuff to Sager. All right, Arnie, yes. we've got a big hour coming up. Woo. Buy or sell. We've got your picks. We're going to do a little tier talk. Plus, plus, the countdown to March Madness officially sweeps the central time zone. It's all coming up in our final hour as we get you ready to kick off March Madness. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Final hour of the show. Let's go. Let's Arnie go. and Plank on Fox Sports you know, Radio. Can I, can I throw? Oh, go ahead. You do that first. Go ahead. What, are you okay tonight? Are you yeah. good? What do you mean by okay? Jumpy. I've, You're very I've had, jumpy. I've had to cover your backside. I think you have issues, but well, that's okay. Of course okay. I have issues. You have, you have very, very, very major problems. But go ahead. <laughs> what you have to say is more important than, than, than getting the sponsor read out. So well, I didn't know. I, you, I, don't you, understand. You. I don't understand what's going on. There's something I, I don't understand. I was hoping you could explain it to me, but I don't think you understand it. 
is what's going on with these. Let's be safe out there. Oh wow! Would you shut up? What's going on with these virtual cards? Um, top, was it Top Shot or something like that? Have you have you seen what's going on with this company or what? I have, I have, absolutely. It's and insane. It's like virtual trading cards, digital collectibles, Arnie. You can own the best moments from the history of the NBA. $200 million in sales already. It's insane. I don't know how you get packs. Um, I don't get anything about it. You're right. I can't help you at all. But I, uh, yeah, it's it's seemingly taking over my Twitter feed. Oh, it's insane. I see and that. my yeah. timeline. Me too. But I don't know anything about it. So that's, uh, that's a young I, I hear, man's game. I hear people buying packs for $9 and selling them for 500 and selling cards for 20000 And I go, what cards is this? It's virtual. You don't really uh, see the – I'm like, what the – what is this, like magic or something? I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. Uh, wait, do you do you get this, Bobo? Is this a world that you're in? Lee? Is this a world you're in? Does Sager anyone? I doubt it. No, I doubt All those right. guys are in it. Okay. It's got to be physical packs. All right. Yeah, well, it's got to have go. intelligence, too. They would Base be. set, Series 2, Release 21. Let's see here. I, if I, It's only 9 bucks where I can buy it. So With Bitcoin? Exactly. It's like Bitcoin for <laughs> cards or something. I, I, I was not able to help you. You're it's correct. Thank future. you. I, I shouldn't have asked you guys to begin with. <laughs> it's the what? fun of card collecting, right? Is that they're in your hands. That's right. That's right. I need a physical card in my hands. Though I will say, whenever I was a youth, I kind of thought that my Billy Ripken card that had the F face on it, I thought that was going to pay for my retirement. I thought that my Whitey Ford rookie card was going to pay for my retirement. Some people thought the Greg Jeffries rookie card was going to pay for college. Things just don't pan out. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I had a Greg Jeffries, Gary Sheffield, Sandy (laughs) Alomar rookie card (laughs) that was supposed to pay for my future, and it didn't. We're broadcasting live tonight. All of this is better than the virtual cards. What's next? In my world, it is. Virtual food. We're broadcasting live tonight from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. When you switch to Farmers Insurance, you could save a bundle. All you have to do is call 888-FARMERS. Get a quote today. We are farmers. You're very much on the get-rich-quick scheme side of things, aren't you? I've noticed that. Nothing wrong with that, right? Nothing wrong with that. I mean, well, you do have a new man cave now, so maybe you're on to something. You've got a couple of 80-inch TVs, but yet you refuse to put one of them in your studio. You still have your little bitty, like, what what, what, what size is that? It's like an 8-inch TV. Yeah, it's like a small monitor. What do you want, a big TV in my office? I wouldn't wouldn't pay attention to anything you had to say. I'd be watching TV the whole time. You don't pay attention to anything I have to say anyway. It'd be a lot less. how, How could you not want something? Something that would actually help you see it better. It doesn't matter. Um, Listen, a couple of interesting things. We brought up the Football Morning in America piece from Peter King and his thoughts on Deshaun Watson and what's going to happen with Russell Wilson. And again, I'm sorry. We've talked a lot about Russell Wilson tonight. I'm curious to see who ends up blinking first. I think you've got two games of what is it? Is it still okay to say they're playing chicken? Like you got two sides running at him. Maybe Bobo, we could add a third team with Dallas. That's maybe playing a little chicken with Dak Prescott right now, but at least they have the the franchise tag that they can they can mess with here. But you got at least two teams that are playing chicken right now to see who blinks first. But I think there's some news about the schedule that we have to get to real quick, Arnie, before we all do right. anything else. All right? Buy or sell coming up in our next segment. According to a report this morning, 
there is momentum that the NFL and the NFLPA and the NFL schedule makers are working under the assumption that next year we will have a 17-game NFL season. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, maybe I, I, I missed something. I thought that was a done deal already. I thought there was, like, reports last week saying it's a done deal, 17 games, and um, and, and it was going to be like that for 10 years, and there wasn't going to so be an too. 18th game for a while. I thought so, too, but yeah. apparently the uh, – the move towards this was paved when they signed that new CBA, okay. but they decided to wait. So no extra bye week. It's going to be 17 games in 18 weekends with the Super Bowl scheduled for February 6th, 2022 Still on two NBC. Weeks. Still, Still two, weeks. two weeks is what it's looking like right now. Okay. The league hasn't said a word about moving the game uh, in Los Angeles yet. But the NFL won't start the season on Labor Day weekend. And the league doesn't want to add an extra regular season bye week. So that adds up to the Super Bowl being on February 13th, which would be the latest Super Bowl in history. Wow. So how about that? The Super Bowl was originally scheduled for February 6th of 2022. Peter King's reporting that we'll have the Super Bowl, Arnie, on February 13th. Next year. All right. And it's still three preseason games, two on that, or what? That's the rumor. That's the buzz that's building on this right now. Now, again, they, they kind of go into assuming the 17 games slate, some of the big games, like for instance, you would have Kansas City and New uh, Green Bay would play each other, which, which would be a, a much must watch game. Mm-hmm. You'd have Tampa and Indy. Uh, Pittsburgh, Seattle, Baltimore, and the Rams. New England, Dallas could be a pretty big deal. But here's the here's the really true reporting that caught my eye on this: a Monday Night Football wild card game. <laughs> wow! Monday Night Football, which again is is probably it's crazy because whenever I was a kid, whenever I was younger, Monday Night Football was the biggest deal on the planet. Now I think what. Sunday night football and the Sunday afternoon game has kind of squashed that. Not based on the money they're paying for this stuff, but go ahead. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. So now that you're in a situation where ESPN, ABC, or and Disney, I guess, as the, as the overlords of this, are battling for the latest TV contracts, Arnie, m- maybe to sweeten the pot, a Monday night football wild card game? I, well, that, that that justifies the money they're asking. What is it, like a billion dollars? And who won the Sunday night? Wasn't it um, NFL Network and Amazon? Is that what half the games are going to be on? I I could see people calling us now. Well, I don't know. How am I going to find the game? I don't know where it is. I know. that's that's. That, we're getting close to the NCAA tournament, which is everyone's favorite tweet. Go ahead and schedule it. I know. I get it. Yeah. Y'all don't know where half these channels are okay but arnie that shows your that shows your age man i'm right there with you it's no longer i got to find out what channel click the app boom it's right there scroll <laughs> yeah. you got it i mean that's that's the reality i i was thinking about this with direct tv i've been in a i'm still a direct tv subscriber and anymore you know i've got an office where we do the show from and and, and where we have all of our w- w- games that we follow and they're like, oh, yeah, you can just download an app and put it in there. And that way you don't have to worry about a box. I mean, that's, that's what we're going towards here. Well, so not maybe to get it's off, not trying to find a channel. Not to get off subject, but since you're on Go the ahead. TV thing, um, what did I read about the Red Zone channel? that it was going to go on from DirecTV, right? Is that what was going to happen there or what? So as it stands right now, the NFL and DirecTV 
aren't necessarily expending, uh, extending the Sunday ticket. So that's – are you a Sunday ticket guy, Arnie, or are you just a red zone guy? I'm a red zone guy, but I, I do buy both. Okay, so, so your yeah. good news is yeah. that it looks like in this most recent round of negotiations, which is currently in progress, it looks like that the Sunday ticket and then in that maybe the red zone – depending on how you get the red zone, if you get it through Dish or whatever, right. uh, the Scott Hansen red zone or the Andrew Siciliano red zone. There's right. a way to look at it. Andrew Siciliano's DirecTV, Scott Hansen is everything else. But it looks like it's going to be open for bidding. So, wow. Yeah. So, like, uh, there's wow. rumors that ESPN Plus could be in on it. There's wow. rumors that Netflix could be in on it, that Amazon oh Prime goodness. could be in on it. It would still probably be 300 bucks, but... I mean, it's it's not going to be a DirecTV exclusive thing. So that's how much money is that going to cost somebody to buy that up? Huh? A lot, a billion. <laughs> Jeez. Think about this right now. Wow. First of all, you say you don't want to get off topic, but this is on this topic. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, the NFL, and according to John Oran, the NFL and ESPN and ABC, they're off by a billion dollars right now in their negotiations. Think about wow. that. Think about wow. that. And, and here's the response to it. Uh, they're a billion dollars apart, but it looks like they're going to be able to work it out. <laughs> I mean, I, I could be like $10 deb- debating someone and have an issue. Artie, they're a billion with the B apart, and people think they're going to be able to work it out. Isn't that crazy? Now, obviously, yeah, they know the art of negotiation better than I do that because I don't. Well, and, wow. and then you, you brought up Sunday night football, but Sunday night football is not going anywhere. NBC is going to re-up that. The great debate, and if we talked about this last week, I'm sorry I'm getting old things run together. But the great debate is Thursday night football. Yes. And there's no incentive for anyone to pay a bunch of money for Thursday night football because why? It's simulcast on the NFL Network. So what's what's the benefit there? So they're trying to kind of work through that. Yeah, but not uh, everybody has the NFL Network. So, um, and and if you went ahead and cop it, more people will watch it on your channel than the NFL Network channel, I believe. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, if you're if you're Amazon, are you going to pay? I'm just I'm going to use yeah. a billion as my benchmark here, guys. If you're Amazon, I know Bubbo hates these conversations. I'm sorry, Bubbo. But if you're Amazon, are you going to pay a billion dollars for something? Yes, because I want to get that into is the being NFL. simulcast yeah. somewhere else. Well, that's a little different because it's that's another tough place to find it. If I'm like Fox or ABC or NBC, I'll, yeah, I'll give you the billion for it. Let's do it. I, I mean, you know, I, more people watch it on my channel than will watch it on the NFL Network. I believe. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The bottom line here is the NFL has so much power because it's the most watched thing on TV. It is. It's the. But if they have so much power, why are they going to play the wild card game on Monday? Why did they uh, are making concessions to the Thursday? They're they're, obviously they want the money, but they got to make some concessions here, though, Chris. The NFL does. Yeah. Of course they do. Yeah. Uh, because this might be the last big payday they get wow. from TV networks. It might be it. But bottom line here, more than anything else, is it's all going to work out to benefit us as fans. Well, maybe for our teams to have more money to spend because we're going to get more NFL games, aren't we? We just might have to pay a little bit more to watch them on, te- oh, on TV. The, the business model of the NFL, this was great. If you haven't listened to John Middlecoff's Three and Out podcast, go do it right now. But the, the key here, 
the NFL cares more about TV money than they do about butts and seats. Exactly the NBA, that, yes. Major League Baseball, they care about butts and seats. The NFL, I mean, listen, they want sellout crowds. They want to be crazy. They couldn't care less. <laughs> I mean, they want those th- that, that TV contract, and that, that's what matters to them. Okay, a couple of other quick things here real quick before we break and play a little yep. buy or sell. The NFL, uh, the NFC teams are, uh, are apparently hosting these new 16 games that will be invented in 2021. If that's how it goes, competitive equity is the key. You don't want three NFC East teams playing eight at home and four playing nine at home. So this is really getting into the nuts and bolts and and, and in the weeds of scheduling. And December 25th falls on a Saturday. The NFL is considering playing two games that day. The league was encouraged by the big ratings they got for the Saints-Vikings and the highest non-Sunday rating for the network in more than two years. So, Arnie, it looks like this year we might get two Christmas Day games. Right, because it falls on the Saturday. I'm okay with that. I know the guys don't want to play on the Saturday but or play on Christmas, but it's it works out perfectly to do that, so I would do it also. Monday night wildcard game. Looking like the AFC would host all of these 16 games in the new weekend that will be added to the NFL. Christmas will have two games, and I guess the bottom line here more than anything else on a 17-game schedule. Mm. You cool? And no with changes it? to uh, Thanksgiving. Still going to be three. Uh, what three games in Detroit still, or what? Gosh, knowing the NFL, they might try to add a fourth game for Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> don't, don't, don't encourage him. Yes, right, hey, yes. When we come back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios, let's go all in right now on tweets. Yeah. They're good. I've, I've ignored them. It took you guys a little Bad while to job get going, by but you, I got them. Yes. Bad job by me. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get to your tweets and a little buy or sell. It's all coming up right here on Fox Sports Radio. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Sarni and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 888-FARMERS and you could save a whole lot of something on auto insurance. At Stinking Genius One on Twitter, I'm at Plank Show. Give us a follow. Uh, Pete writes. Yeah. Our buddy Pete. Arnie, expect a call from Steve Kerr soon, asking you to come address the Warriors about how to play basketball. What a mess at Staples tonight. Regards, Pete. Was West Coast of the East Bay now stinking San Ramo? San Ram? Ramen? Sorry. Raymond. Uh, suburbs, not a SF Bay view in sight. So in other words, he's moved his location where he's checking in from quite a bit here recently, but I don't know. Is the phone ringing from Steve Curry? I'm surprised. Not? I'm surprised Curry's not called me up yet. It, uh, it's very shocking. I thought for sure the, the call would be coming and it probably will be um, in the next couple of weeks before the, you know, as the season moves along, I'm, I'm sure he's going to want my opinion on how to fix things. So I, I expect it to be, I'm to sure be coming it soon. I'm sure it will. And, and I'm old enough to remember uh, that the Lakers were doomed uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe yes. maybe maybe a week ago, and now it looks like they're going to be okay. Uh, Justin and Cincy writes, 
Why do I get the feeling that the NCAA tournament will be a bigger disaster than even Arnie's picks? Wow. I, I don't get that feeling. Well, not that your picks are a disaster. Arnie, right. But I don't get that feeling that we're in a situation that this thing is going to fail. Am I being an over-optimistic no, I, I dude? I don't think it's a disaster going to fail, but I think there's going to be some problems. I hope not. 25% of the fans, I like that. Um, they're all going to be in the same state. They'll be playing at different venues, so I'm hoping it goes without a hitch, but something's just hanging over everything, and we've got the, okay, not if it goes bad, when it's going to go bad. And like I said, it, it, it takes away from the other storylines, like Gonzaga trying to go undefeated and and stuff like that. It's really wide open. So um, we're going to be worrying about other stuff instead of enjoying the games. But, I mean, in, in all fairness here, and I, I understand what you're saying, you're usually the first guy when a Boise is making a run or a UCF yeah. that says, oh, they're a mid-major and nobody cares. So why suddenly are you championing the cause for Gonzaga? Well, I, I well, first of all, I'm not championing the cause for Gonzaga. I just said it, they're undefeated. So, um, yeah, I mean, to, to so go you want to complain about it? Well, I'm saying. not complaining about it. You think more people would be all, hey, are they going to do it? Is you know, it hasn't been done since the Indiana team, but there's no talk about it because, um, you know, we're, we're like, does it really count? You know what I mean? They play in such a you know, Patsy conference. Um, they played less games. They had the Baylor game canceled. So I think people are going to take that into consideration. See, you want to complain about it. You want to yeah, say, oh, they're not yeah, deserving. Exactly. They're not Indiana. They're not in the Big Ten. Uh, and then uh, one more, well, actually, one here from Don who writes, the question for me that immediately comes to mind regarding these four NCAA teams on standby for the tourney is, who is paying for the testing if they end up not playing? Is the NCAA picking up the tab? Because I'm sure the school isn't doing it. I'm going to guess they are. So they considering are. they make a boatload of money, um, I'll say it's going to be the NCAA picking up the testing. You there. are correct. Everything okay. about postseason tournaments, the NCAA basketball tournament, College World Series, I, you, you guys can go down the list. The the NCAA floats the bill for all. And they should. And, and they, they should. should yeah. Right, exactly. That That's who pays for it. Uh, and Jason writes, what an interesting topic on the NFL salary cap. That's going back a bit. Um, maybe they do a top salary for a player that doesn't count against the cap. In other words, it doesn't have to be a quarterback. I mean, is Mitch Trubisky a max deal player? No way. So, okay, I like that. We, we started talking about that earlier. And your thought was maybe the quarterback's salary doesn't count against the cap. Well, maybe you have, I don't know, Arnie, a designated player in the NBA. You know, they, they could have the Supermax. Maybe they have a deal in the NFL where you have one player on your roster or maybe two that you're able to give a Supermax to, and that number doesn't necessarily hurt against your regular salary cap. No, like you said, there's also an exemption one. Sure. I know like Boston has that $28 million that they could have spent for Gordo, for Gordon Hayward, but they didn't do that. So there's got to be loopholes like that for the NFL to make it more palatable uh, for these quarterbacks to make this type of money and not hurt the team. <laughs> That's a good question. It's a good question. I don't know. Damn I right, just, it's a good question. That's why I get I the big think, bucks. I think the bottom line here more than anything else is and trust me, NFL owners, if there's one thing they love is money. And I think they they want to find a way to maybe spend less money and make more. 
but they'll find a way to make sure that their product is still compelling. At least I want to believe that. Maybe that's my pie-in-the-sky fan vision of things, but... Yeah, I like the idea. I, I like the idea of having at least a slot on your roster. I said that very slowly. Yes. Where you have a guy that can make a, a a super max type deal from the NBA. All right, keep the tweets coming. Got a few more to get to. But Arnie, uh, before DeSager joins us, I do want to kick off buy or sell. Yeah. Because no one else does this in Sports Nobody. Talk Radio. This is a very unique Never thing. Seen so it. let's get after it with some Russell Wilson stuff to wrap up this segment and finish it off with a few more quarterback questions. All right, ready? Buy or sell part one. Russ is gone. Russell Dunzo. Wilson is it gone. It is O-V-E-R for Russell Wilson um, in Seattle. There's no way you could keep him on the team. He's given you his list of four. And when I give you my predictions, I'll tell you exactly where he's going to go to. But uh, if he goes to one of those four, but you can't keep him on the team. There's too much bad blood. Uh, he stormed out of a meeting. There's a problem between him and Pete Carroll. There's no real ownership to step in and, and, and you know, clear this thing up. He's made his uh, choice. I've got to get rid of him. He's been in the league nine years now. I mean, you know, not everybody's Tom Brady gets to play till they're 44, 45 years old. How many great years does Russell Wilson have? I uh, I show him the door. I, I got to make a move. I say he's still in his prime, though. So, I mean, I think he's got a good four or five years, maybe more, left in him. But I guess that means, since you've added where Russell Wilson's going to end up, that you won't answer part two of that, which is buy or sell Russ is going to be a cowboy. That's where I have him. Yes, I do. Oh. How'd you know I had him in Dallas? Because that's that's the place that makes mo- the most sense. It does make the most sense, but then again, Dallas has to sign Dak, and then th- you got to get a deal done there. And it can't be just a franchise tag; it's got to be a long term contract. Well, Otherwise, Dak doesn't sign it, and then you can't get the trade done. So it's got well, it's no, got to no, work you, out. For- you can tag him in Dallas, and then but Seattle he doesn't have to sign the ta- long term deal. He doesn't have to sign that tag though does he he doesn't have to right and then that holds up the trade yeah that holds up the trade uh uh, bubbo let's go live to the farmers insurance fox sports radio studios uh bubbo how would you feel about a russell wilson deal with him as your starting quarterback in dallas nope don't want it (laughs) wow don't want it nope stay there stay wherever you are don't want you here um i'm not i'm not knocking him because he's a a hell of a player but right i'm just i just feel like Dak deserves it. Like Dak has put up the numbers. He's proven that he wants to be here. And mm-hmm. I just feel like it's Dak's team. Like the numbers that he put up the first four games of last season were just unreal. Money. He was doing like, what, 500 yards a game? All right, congratulations. Like Pay him $40 million a year, five years, $200 million. Hey, 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 Tua bandwagoner. Hush. <laughs> <laughs> Tua was in the Hall of Fame, by the way, according to According Arnie to you. Spanier. You might have to take him out of the Hall of Fame, though. When was yeah, the you last? didn't. Oh, took ahead, him no. on and off more than you take your clothes <laughs> on and off, dude. Like, seriously. When was the last time the Dallas Cowboys had, like, an established superstar as their quarterback, right? Me. Dak, Dak oh. Prescott was developed. Tony Romo was developed, an undrafted guy. Uh, Troy Aikman was drafted. Yeah, Troy. Right? But he, he, he was their, the first pick in the draft. But when was the first guy that they brought in a dude that was already an established star? I know Drew Bledsoe started, but that, that was kind of in the latter part of his career. Now, this would be kind of unique, right? No, wouldn't that be no? Andy Dalton? 
I mean, okay. even though it was a kind of You're fluke. Right. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, it was a fluke that he started playing, but uh, I mean, point. he was an established quarterback and came in as a backup. All right, let me, let me clarify that. Uh, an established superstar that they brought in, right, at the quarterback position. I, I'm not saying that matters, but it's, it's kind of a unique angle to that. So Bobo says no, Arnie. Not happening. So well, you, that, you decide. It's, okay, it, it, you it, want. Believe me, uh, the, the money that they've offered Dak, he's been saying no every which way. I put this on Dak. I put it on his agent. Remember now, he had that bad injury with the second surgery. I know there's reports that things are coming along just swimmingly. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm not giving him that. What do you think, man? I'm going to just dish Ar- off $200 million like a, Artie, some type of lunatic? Let me ask scary, you this, dude. They paid Ezekiel Elliott all that money. They paid Amari Cooper all that money. As the quarterback who is the reason that they're getting paid this much money, don't you think that he deserves that money? Listen to me. Learn from other people's mistake, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff. You don't pay that type of money uh, for quarterbacks with those long-term deals. But, is it, but what? You just, two, you just named two quarterbacks out of how many in the league that's making that much money? Uh, the, believe me, there's a lot more that's going to make a lot of money, and you're going to question whether they should be. No, that's that's it's our job. Our job is to question. Yes. <laughs> if anybody doesn't win MVP or Defensive Player of the Year or the, or the Super Bowl or the Super Bowl MVP, you go, Oh, are they worth that money? Wow. I don't think they are. If you're wait, if you're gonna give Dak forty million a year for five years at two hundred million, what's Lamar Jackson gonna ask? And he's already won an MVP. Okay, Probably I don't around the same. Yeah, he will, but well, I don't, more than that. What now, are you gonna say? I don't I think that now. Dak deserves forty million dollars a year. I think that's too much. I think if he had won a, a ring or took us a little further in that postseason, that, that postseason run we had, yeah, give it to him. But right now, no, he hasn't shown me that he's worth $40 million. How much are you taking off that contract for the double surgery? Or are you not taking any money off that? I think what the, the best idea would be was to be the franchise tag him, see how he plays this year, and go for that. That's he's not going to be happy. I think you're right, but he's not going to be happy with that. So what? It's Don't not up to him. You, yeah. where you, where oh, it you is up go to him. He doesn't have to sign that. And then what are you going to do? He's not going to have a job because yeah. nobody else wants a quarterback right now. Well, so if he goes to another team, he's not even going to make nowhere near what the franchise tag is. Actually, what? What he could do is facilitate or force a trade, and that way he gets his new contract instead of working for the franchise tag. He he could, but yeah. if if Dallas doesn't want to invest in him, why do you think anyone else would? Well, th- th- that's my point, though. I wouldn't be giving him $200 million. I'm not giving him that money. You're the same guy Bobo that goes wishy-washy on quarterbacks after they win and lose a game. That's right. You picked the Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl after week yeah. one. I, mean, I, I, I took that one that. away real quickly after one week. You've also we called every NBA team your team yeah, once your they team. win a game. And that they so stay your opinion too. doesn't matter. Yeah, wow. I, you know I'm a Knicks fan and they're going to win it this year. Don't take that away from me. Yeah, they're going to win until they lose. I knew it. I just, I just knew just they would. Told wow. you guys, let's be safe out there. When the, uh, when the Knicks, when the Knicks went zero and one, I didn't think they were going to win a game the rest of the year. I'm like, they're not going to win all year. They're going to go zero and ever. Zero and seventy two. We're broadcasting live tonight from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call eight 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 Farmers to switch, and you could save a bundle on your auto insurance. All right. So we went a little long debating yeah. the Dallas Cowboys saga, but Arnie, couple buy or sells quickly. Buy or sell. The Texans are going to be forced to start listening to offers for Watson. 
Oh, I believe they're listening anyway, so I'm buying that. They're listening. They're going to trade him. He's done so also. When a guy doesn't want to be around, you really don't have much of a choice. Um, it, isn't, it isn't like they are a Super Bowl contender anyway. True. So time to move on from him and get somebody else. Buy or sell, the Jets are going to keep Sam Darnold and draft an offensive tackle or trade out. I'm selling that, my friend. Sam Darnold will not be a member of the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. I'll tell you where he ends up uh, in my pick segment, but I he's going to be donezo there. All right, one more, one more real quick on the NFL. Uh, NFL in English. Uh, Drew Brees isn't retiring by herself. My goodness, man. Um, you know, you you want to know who puts out all this bogus information. First, it was Pujols' wife on him. I love that story. Um, <laughs> I get the I get the feel. You heard about that, right? Pujols' yes, wife said, yeah. So I think that um, he's going to come back. I really do. I get that gut feeling because there's just too much uncertainty going on right now. I get the feeling he's going to come back for one more year. He's not ready to walk away. When we come back to the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios, Arnie has his picks to take us home. And we wrap things up. Get you ready for Ben, Big Ben Maller here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, let's wrap it up. Big Ben is coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Great job tonight by Bubbo on the wheels of steel. Ones and twos, if you will. Lead a lap. Produced a great show. If you missed Matt Verderam, it's available right now on the podcast page, foxsportsradio.com. Search podcast or however you consume podcasts, iHeartRadio. Uh, whichever way you do it, we've got you covered there on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, DeSager on updates and the millions and millions of editors behind the scenes making it all possible as we come to you live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio studios. Call Farmers today for a quote. Arnie? Yes. Let's go. Take it away. Time for your picks. Give me a little music. Put me in the mood. I like doing these picks actually better than the games itself because, um, look, I'm going to tell you where all these quarterbacks are going to end up, but I can't tell you if it's going to be before the draft, after the draft, during the draft. All I can tell you is day one, it could be the Saturday before game one. It doesn't make a difference. When week one starts in the NFL, this is where these quarterbacks are going to be. We start with Russell Wilson. Welcome to Dallas, Russ, because you're the newest quarterback for your Dallas Cowboys. Too much bad blood up there in Seattle. He doesn't want to be up there. He's already given you four teams he wants to go to. Um, Don't overlook all that. He knows there's a lot of bad blood up there with him and Pete Carroll. We haven't even heard half of it. He's going to end up in Dallas, which means Dallas is going to somehow, and I don't know how this is going to work, sign Dak Prescott to that franchise tag or give him a long-term contract and trade him back to Seattle. Now, moving on, Deshaun Watson's going to end up with my Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. How about Ooh, that? I thought you hated Deshaun Watson. I, I I'm not saying it because I like him. I'm just oh, telling okay. you where he's going to be. All right. I'm okay. not telling you what I hope is going to happen. Now, but listen to this. The Texans are not going to take Tua in return, which means Tua is going to end up with the Washington football team. How about that? Which is a good place for him. I think that would be a great place for him. Um, a couple more. The Patriots are going to go into the draft and somehow figure out how to get Justin Fields, who people are, who Charlie Casserly has down at number 25. And one crazy pick here that I haven't heard anybody talk about, Sam Darnold, Dunzo, from the Jets, 
Could he end up in Chicago and play for the Bears? Why not? I like it. I like that one. So watch out for Sam Darnold in Chicago. So there you have my picks. Two of them as you please. No longer strictly for entertainment purposes only. I think Sam would be great in Chicago. I do too. I I know people dog the Bears because they don't have a lot of weapons, Arnie. But I I think you get a guy like Darnold in there. I think you do okay. I really do. I really do. Um, By the way, look at that division other than Rodgers. Detroit has to start over again. And if you're worried about Cousins, really – um, it could you? be a winnable division. So I have a question then for you on that. Would the Bears have to give up a first-round pick to get Darnold? Uh, that so, I don't know if it's going to be a couple of seconds or a first. I'm, I'm not sure how much they'd have to give up to get him. See, here's the thing with the Jets. I think you can wait around a little bit, and I don't know how Robert Sala feels about Sam Darnold. And I know we're opening this can of worms, and we have like, what, one minute left in yes. the show? <laughs> but... <laughs> But, I mean, is it possible that if the Bears get left out on Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson or Derek Carr or whomever the Bears want. Which is possible. They could be desperate. And then in but that Sam instance. Darnold, uh, yeah, that's not desperation. I think that's a good matchup there. No, no. But my, my point is in what they would give up. Oh, okay. So, in other words, they're not going to re-sign Trubisky. And, in fact, there's the one guy we haven't heard anything about where he could end up as Mitch right. Trubisky. Someone brought up the, the Patriots a while back, and that's all I've heard. I think that was PFF. But could you get a first-round pick for Sam Darnold, potentially? And if I you think, could, yeah. you, that'd be three first-round picks for the Jets, Arn. I think you could, but um, wow. you know, you'd have to settle maybe for a couple of second-round picks, which wouldn't be all that bad. And like I said, the Patriots will somehow end up with Justin Fields, who you didn't even <laughs> talk about that all day. I thought you'd be loving that story. Because he's not going to be there. <laughs> he's not going to be there. Everyone is gushing uh. over Zach Wilson right now because they've seen a couple of throws from BYU as we get closer <laughs> to the draft and as Justin Fields tests, everyone is going to lose their ever-loving mind about him. You watch. All right. Uh, should be a fun week ahead. Yeah. Uh, do you think we'll see quarterback move this week? I think so. I think I'm so not too. sure who it's going to be, but I think so. I think so, too. All right. Big Ben Maller is coming up next to get you ready for the start of March for Bobo, Lee, and Steve DeSager. He's the thinking genius Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. We'll see you next Sunday night on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at first first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see... See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? 
facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.